This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Tuesday, May 19th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A man who police are calling a career criminal led officers on a wild chase in and out of Philadelphia on Monday night. For several weeks, investigators say they have been searching for a 48-year-old man wanted for many crimes, including a series of commercial burglaries in and around Philadelphia. The suspect, who was also wanted in Montgomery County, was spotted in Philadelphia on Sunday but was able to get away from police. At least one officer suffered minor injuries when the suspect allegedly crashed his white Honda into the officer's vehicle during the escape. He also has a history of crashing into police vehicles in his attempt to get away. So uh, police kind of, yeah. A career criminal and a career crasher. Yeah. The suspect was again spotted in Northeast Philadelphia Monday night, but again, he was able to flee officers. The suspect managed to travel back to Abington Township, where he was spotted sometime after 10 o'clock. Philadelphia police were quickly notified and then began monitoring him. The suspect led officers into Philadelphia's West Oak Lane section through Fairmount Park and into Germantown. The suspect attempted to ram officers again with his vehicle near Rising Sun Avenue in the city's Burlholm section. The man was able to flee his car, but officers captured him after a brief foot chase. The suspect, who has not been identified yet, was taken to an area hospital to be evaluated. Police say he is facing a long list of charges. No other injuries have been reported. There was some stellar, we're looking at it right now, uh, car chase footage, like directly over the vehicle. Yeah, you don't get that much here. That's like Los Angeles. They do that all the time. It's every afternoon in L.A. I saw this this morning. I'm like, oh. That's kind of exciting. <laughs> chopper. They, well, they, they called off the pursuit because yeah. it was getting dangerous, so they just left the uh, the chopper to follow, and then eventually wh- were able to... Why is that, that it always happens in L.A.? Like, are, are they more likely to chase a suspect? Or um, I think the roads are laid out such that they think they can get a running shot at it. Probably, yeah. Yeah, I guess you're not often moving, moving too fast on the Schuylkill. Mm-hmm. A Philadelphia judge has ruled that a portion of a civil lawsuit seeking to hold the parents of a Bucks County man who pleaded guilty to killing four men liable for his actions can move forward. Sandra and Antonio DiNardo, the parents of Cosmo DiNardo, asked a judge to dismiss the portion of the civil lawsuit filed by one of the victim's families that argued that they should be responsible for their son's actions. The one-paragraph ruling signed May 13th only says that the motion is denied. The younger DiNardo, who was 20 at the time, confessed to luring four young men ages 19 to 22 to his family's farm in July of 2017, saying he would sell them marijuana, then killing them and burying them on the farm. He's serving four consecutive life sentences. Lawyers for Richard and Sharon Patrick, relatives of 19-year-old, the 19-year-old victim Jimmy Patrick, said Pennsylvania law allows the DiNardos to be held culpable, arguing that they were aware of their son's mental issues and his violent behavior in the past, including some the lawyers said was directed at the parents and did not hinder him access to firearms kept on the property. The civil lawsuit and three companion lawsuits on behalf half of the other three victims also include negligence and wrongful death claims against DiNardo's parents. Members and supporters gathered in the parking lots of the Attilus Gym in Belmar, New Jersey yesterday to show their support for reopening the facility Monday in defiance of Governor Phil Murphy's shutdown order. A collective cheer was heard as owners unlocked the doors at 8 a.m. No new signups for the day. Only members were allowed inside at a uh, limited capacity. Members got their temperatures taken at the door and signed medical questionnaires and waivers before entering. Co-owner Ian Smith told 6ABC News, we're here being civilly obedient, being peaceful, operating our business as we should be able 
able to do. Members and supporters began showing up before sunrise and the crowd grew. Belmar police blocked off the parking lot, but operations pressed on as supporters congregated outside. The owners said that they have taken precautions. Signs are posted outside telling people to adhere to social distancing. Capacity will be limited to 44 members at a time. The owners took precautions inside as well, including taping off workout stations and spacing equipment. There are also bottles of disinfectant to wipe down the equipment. I felt safer in the gym today than I felt at Wawa or Walmart, one gym member told uh, the news. Governor Murphy was not pleased to hear the gym was open despite the order. If you show up at the gym today, Tuesday, there is going to be a different reality, he said during a news conference. Murphy said the plans to enforce the rules, uh, he plans to enforce the rules, but that he doesn't want to start World War III. Last week, co-owner Frank Trombetti posted a video online about his decision to open the gym's doors. He says that his own mother is hospitalized with coronavirus, so he takes the virus seriously, uh, but he was proposing an organized, peaceful reopening of the entire state, not just his gym. So we'll see what happens today if people show up there. All right, let's do sports this morning. Sacks are yummy. <laughs> Governors from New York, California, and Texas said that professional sports could resume in their respective states in the near future. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo said that he is now encouraging major sports teams in the state to plan to reopen without fans. In his daily news conference yesterday, Cuomo said hockey, basketball, baseball, football, whoever can reopen, we're a ready, willing, and able partner. I think this is the best in the best interest of all of the people and the best interest of the state of New York. In California, Governor Gavin Newsom said sports could resume without fans in his state as soon as the first week or so of June, adding that they could return without spectators and with modifications and very... Uh, prescriptive conditions if the number of coronavirus cases and hospitalizations in the state continue to decrease. And in Texas, Governor Greg Abbott said professional sports without fans could resume there as early as the end of May. And in South Korea, the soccer club FC Seoul apologized to fans after inadvertently substituting supporters in the stands with sex dolls during the one nothing win on Sunday. While the season started on May 8th, fans uh, are not allowed in the stadium for the first home game. 20 mannequins, many holding banners and all wearing masks, were spaced evenly around the seats behind the goal, usually occupied by the club's most active fans. As the game progressed, however, it became apparent to viewers that these mannequins supplied by a local company looked very much like sex dolls. Some mannequins held signs offering messages of support to players and the team, but also seemed to reference adult content streaming People need to lighten up. I mean, aren't we all sex dolls underneath? Our clothes. I mean, they're wearing clothes. Who cares? That was beautiful. Are we all sex dolls underneath our clothes? Thanks, that at all. A great right, that's man what once I said, aren't we all sex dolls underneath our clothing? You guys all want to be like, you guys all want to be like, shut up, but you're 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 also thinking, no, he's right. <laughs> he's We're right. also thinking it's so early and we got that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know the percentages of right to wrong on that. Why don't they just put uh, fleshlights in the seats with little panties over? Because right? they're you not know, human beings looking. Thing, no, so. they're not. Yeah. They're they actually not. Yeah, we're all vaginas. What we saw pants. look good, you know? Yeah. All right, well, welcome to Tuesday, and uh, we're all on board. We can see what kind of day it's going to be. Uh, we have ourselves uh, mainly clouds. It's kind of an interesting-looking start, but uh, I can see the trees moving, so it's going to be a little bit breezy, high about 67. That's where we are weather-wise. Uh, we have a couple things as far as uh, what we have happening on the program today, but 
You know what? I'm going to go ahead and get to our coolest teacher thing. Right yes, now. yes, yes. Uh, so we chose yesterday uh, the school Paul the Sixth in Haddonfield, New Jersey, and we asked the student body to text in and tell us who they thought was uh, somebody who would just stood out to them as far as the faculty goes and was the coolest teacher of the year so far. The tallies are in. Let's find out who is going to be awarded our coolest teacher of the year honor, and it goes to Mr. Michael Kelly. And the only thing we know about Mr. Kelly is he is a he is a computer science teacher. That's all the information I have on him. So we'd like to hear from the man himself at some point and uh, see what he's all about. And maybe we'll get that call later on. So if you know Mr. Michael Kelly at Paul the Six, please contact him. Let him know he has been awarded the coolest teacher. Of the year, and that means we get to choose another school for uh, your voting and for tomorrow. So let's have Steve reach in, pull a name out, and read it. Steve, who's it gonna be? Oh, one, it is Preston. Gloucester County Institute of Technology in Sewell, New Jersey. Gloucester! Gloucester! Gloucester Gloucester Institute of Technology? Yes. Or Git? Git. Git. Gloucester Institute of Technology. All right, so Sewell, New Jersey, you guys, tech school, are going to get to vote right now. So all you have to do is text the word teacher. To 39333, and that is it. We will send you a voting link, and we'll give you 24 hours to check in with us and let us know who you think the coolest teacher of the year has been. And we have this very cool Preston Steve coffee mug that they are going to get to display or use whatever they want to do. And it's just a nod to all the teachers who are kicking ass as always. Guest-wise on the program today, we will have magician and comedian Justin Willman on. His uh, show is reached season three on Netflix, and it's called Magic for Humans. He's a great guy. He's been by here before. Yeah, performed yeah. at uh, uh, local comedy clubs, and uh, he does uh, uh, mentalist stuff and, and uh, also some illusions and things like that and so add some comedy into it. And he's a really nice guy. The show It's almost like uh, Impractical Jokers meets comedy. Yeah. He's, there, he's magic, I should say. Uh, he's out on the street. Yeah, He, yeah, he pulls yeah. these, uh, these comedy in. bits. And uh, kind of like um, uh, the... Um, David Blaine? Nope. Um... Uh, oh, man, the Carbonaro effect. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Right, right, yeah, where he does yeah. a little bit of that, but he takes it a step or two further, which is uh, pretty cool. So uh, we'll have him on the show a little bit later on. And I think, I think Nick McElwain has some new broadcast equipment this morning. <gasps> Let's hear it. How does it sound? Oh, yeah, much, much better. better. Yeah. Nice. Much, much better. So. Yeah, it's very full in my, uh, my headphones as well. All right, cool. Well, then we're all set to go for that. Uh, these things and more are going to be taking place through the course of the program. Maybe we'll give some stuff away. In fact, we'll do that very thing when we return. Let's take a break. Come back. I'll get through the entertainment report. Also, I have a stupid question with some stuff for you to win. We will be back in a sec. Stay there. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. Skip the trip to the store and get your groceries delivered with Acme. Get everything you need. Milk, fresh produce, bottled water, and more delivered right to your door. It's fast and super easy. Order online at shop.acmemarkets.com and get free delivery with your first online order. Carefully picked, conveniently delivered with Acme, your favorite local supermarket and the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. 
with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I'm going to mention a couple of text messages. By the way, some of the random stuff coming in has just been great lately. But this is a particular question. It says, hey, guys. Has there been any new update on Keenan's for this Friday morning? <laughs> I know now there is curbside pickup for alcohol, so could that change things for your live broadcast? Uh, no, we're not doing it. <laughs> yeah, uh, we announced that a while back. It's uh, it's kind of a it's kind of a no go for big crowds right now, and. That's a bit of a big crowd that particular morning. Well, not only is it a big crowd, you could not pass a credit card between the people in that crowd. Oh, it's yeah. as tight a collection of people mm-hmm. as you'll ever see when you have when you've had NFL players come into that room and they're used to pack stadiums go, "Oh my god." Mm-hmm. Then you know it's a little crowded. But we will spend some time on Friday oh, yeah. uh, with a tribute to Memorial Day weekend and Eggs with Peg and the live broadcast from Keenan. So we are going to have some fun here in the studio with that. So just giving you a heads up on that. And then here's a here's a completely random text message that says the year is 2035 and a wild nanapuya is causing chaos outside the Just Saying Institute. Only one hero, Captain Hamas, can save the day, and it's going to take a whole lot of ranch dressing to take this beast down. Huh. From Touchtone Pictures, it's Hamas Reloaded. So thank you, Mystery Texter. Yeah. That was fun. We appreciate that. I enjoyed it. All right. We're going to do today's stupid question, and we are going to give away Sonic the Hedgehog on Blu-ray. This is pretty wild. Never heard of this. Apparently, on the filming... Of the movie Titanic in 1997, there was an incident where the cast and crew were drugged with a substance. What drug was that substance? You ever heard of this, Steve? What no. the f- Never. And I'm very familiar with a lot of film legends and lore. With, so they were purposefully drugged? Yeah, that's what it said. I don't wow. know. Purposely. I don't know how they could have been accidentally with this particular substance. But All right. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to this. They were drugged with what substance? The cast and crew... Of Titanic in Jack, 1997. Jack, draw me like one of your girls. It's kind of like that. <laughs> uh, uh, so we'll go through some birthdays while we're waiting for the answers to come in. Today is Tuesday, May 19th. In the world of music, we got a heavy hitter celebrating a 75th birthday today. From The Who, Mr. Peter Townsend wow. uh, is uh, turning 75. So. One of the greatest concerts I ever saw, the Who Concert Shea Stadium. And he was in rare form, man, the windmills, all the stuff you wanted to see. I believe it, man. It's, uh, I only saw them one time, Madison Square Garden, but it was way, you know, it was past their prime. I mean, they still put on a great show, but I loved it. It was awesome. But he couldn't... Uh, you know, he couldn't do the jumps and, and uh, smash the guitar. He got up on a stepladder. Any of that stuff. But, man, what a body of work. What an outstanding band. Yeah. That you, well put. I mean, that's it. I think, does not Pierre call them his favorite band of all? I mean, we we really? always think. Us. Rolling Stones. his favorite band. What's that? CSNY is his favorite band, but okay. he loves The Who. He, but, he, yeah, he, he said some sort of sweeping comment about The Who that puts him in the pantheon of his favorite bands. I could definitely see that. They're, uh, they're, they're forced to be reckoned with. Their body of work is huge, all the way from conceptual pieces, you know, like Quadrophenia and Tommy, uh, to really cool, smart, fun little short songs, and they do it all, man. There is a, p- a piece of... F- Footage that for me is some of the most iconic rock imagery, and it's Pete Townsend. It's from Woodstock, where he does the knee slide, yeah. and uh, he's coming towards the camera. It's amazing, and I love bands that have the ability to have two people be lead singers. I think that yeah, that really yeah. adds a cool dynamic to the band, and 
Uh, Pete could certainly do that. Supposed to be a real horse's ass. That's though. the word. Um, Has always been, though. Even yeah. when he was a kid, he was a horse's ass. Yep, yep. He's very much stuck on himself. He knows he's great. And uh, and a friend of mine who, whose opinion I trust, I've never read Pete's autobiography, but he read it. He was excited to read it. And we yeah. got done. He's like, turns out, not a nice guy. Yeah. And he got that from Pete's book, you know, that Pete wrote yeah. himself. So, anyhow... Uh, he's a force in the world of uh, rock music, 75 years old today. Phil Rudd, the drummer for ACDC, turns uh, 66 years old today, and he's the guy that is back with the band, uh, from what I understand. So, kicked out for a while, and then they bring him Killed back. Killed a few people, stuff like that, right? Just, uh, I yeah, forgot the yeah. whole big Blew up mess. a hospital, and I think... Uh... What it was about, yeah, but he's somebody. 66. Speaking of two bands that have uh, two lead singers, Dusty Hill of ZZ Top celebrates his 71st birthday today, and Dusty sang a few of the songs. Billy sang most of them, but Dusty did sing a few. The it, uh, the song Legs was probably my introduction into the band because of MTV and music video and everything like that. And, and if you go back and you watch that video, it is really, really hard to watch because they cut so often in that, it, it, it's, well, that was MTV at the time. Yeah, you, you didn't you didn't stay on a, on a shot for more than a second and a half, two seconds. Boom, boom, boom. It's funny because those songs are great, yeah. and it was the biggest hits. It was it was their 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 explosion. Not but indicative. It's, it's their weakest material. Yeah. I think yeah. personally. Yeah, it's, it's like, not, like Jesus left Chicago. Oh my God, just straight up awesome Texas blues, man. So uh, and they were as unlikely an MTV band as you could imagine. <laughs> they yep. just were not meant for video, but it worked. But they they got the right yeah. they got the right props. They put the girls in there. Those are all. Playmates that they were using in those uh, in those videos. That Great. group, that magical group. Great Dusty Hill, bassist and singer, seventy one years old today. Uh, Grace Jones, the eccentric uh, model, actress, singer, former longtime squeeze of uh, Dolph Lundgren. Okay, yep, seventy two years old today. Uh, she's a tall drink of water, and so is this guy, Peter Mayhew, <laughs> Chewbacca. I thought he passed away. Yeah. Yeah, he passed away last year. He came back to life, and it's his There's birthday, another one. so... Yeah, he's a Wookiee, for crying yeah, out loud. You know what? I thought the same thing, too, but then I was like, wait a minute. No, that was that was uh, David Prowse, uh, and then I was wrong, I guess, so... No, it was a murder-suicide. They were lovers, oh, David Prowse no. and... and uh, Chewbacca yeah, yeah. And, uh, and and Darth Vader? Yeah, David Prowse. It was, it was horrible. That that that, ha- that it ended that way, and it was a, quite a blow to Star Wars fans. And now I've got a, uh, I have a, a mental image of oh. those two. <laughs> I love you getting it on. Oh, no, don't leave. Yeah, uh, but no, but I mean, as in their costumes. Oh as, yeah, uh, that'd be wild. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, where's the opening on this goddamn thing? <laughs> I want to dock. I want to dock just like in Star Wars. Peter Mayhew. Would have been seventy six today. That's yes. a that's a real shame. It's kind of like having Alzheimer's, you know. And we, I just had to relive his death all over again. I'm sorry. This I'm sorry is for that. Everyone, I, there was a huge <laughs> Peter Peter Mayhew fan. I apologize from the bottom of my heart. Uh, Michael Che from Saturday Night Live is thirty seven years old today. He just had a loss. I think his grandmother. Was, and it, it right when they were doing the first uh, SNL from home. And he was uh, sort of broken up about it, made the acknowledgement that it was actually good therapy for him to get back to doing the show. Okay. Uh, he is their head writer. Uh, he turns 37 today. And then the last birthday, actress uh, Rebecca Hall. Uh, she was in Iron Man 3. 
uh, the Prestige. She's a very pretty young lady. She's also in, I think, uh, that Sherlock Holmes movie with Will Ferrell. Okay. Which is was horrible. And she was in an interesting movie uh, called The Gift. Yes. Uh, do you remember that? I love that movie. Yeah, that, Jason that Bateman. Is, that's a mind F. Yeah. Because everyone you think that is, is good in that movie is not. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, it's really interesting. Uh, so she is uh, celebrating her 38th birthday today. All right, we'll see if somebody knows the answer to this. The cast and crew of the film Titanic in 1997 were drugged with what substance while filming? 215-263-WMMR is a number, and we are going to go to Trish for the answer. Hey, Trish. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. All right, Trish, what uh, substance were they drugged with? It would be PCP. Yeah, PCP! Right. Yeah. Angel dust, and apparently the culprit was never found. But, they were uh, dosed with angel dust. Yeah, yeah. Trish, hang on the line. We are going to give you Sonic the Hedgehog on Blu-ray, and that stars James Marston and Jim Carrey. Critics call it entertaining and action-packed and an awesome adventure for all ages. You can own it now on digital, Blu-ray, and 4K Ultra HD, which includes a limited-edition comic book. While supplies last, as rated PG from Paramount Pictures. You know, you're right, Preston, because we have audio of Leonardo DiCaprio delivering the iconic I'm King of the World line on PCP. Ladle Rat Rotten Hut. Whoa. Yeah. Once upon term, dare worsted Ladle Gull. Wow. No, I guess they had to reshoot that. Yeah, man. It wasn't good. No. Wow. Interesting. All right. Uh, speaking of uh, odd speech patterns... Uh, Ryan Seacrest, American Idol. So, you know, they, uh, they crowned, uh, Just Sam yeah. as the winner, but everybody was asking about Ryan Seacrest, a 45-year-old, frightened viewers, when he appeared to be slurring his words and his, uh, one of his eyes appeared larger than the other. Uh, fans took to social media concerned that Seacrest had a neurological episode, and he also, uh, was absent from uh, Live with Kelly and Ryan Monday morning, prompting more concern, so much so that his rep spoke to people about it. People I thought magazine. he was drunk. Um, yeah, so the rep said Ryan did not have any kind of stroke last night. Like many people right now, Ryan is adjusting to the new normal and finding work, uh, finding the work-home balance with the added stress of having to put on live shows from home. Uh, the rep added between Live with Kelly and Ryan, American Idol, On Air with Ryan Seacrest, and the Disney film family sing-along specials. He's been juggling three to four on-air jobs over the last few weeks, and he's in need of rest. So today, he took a well-deserved day off. He's expected to be back on with uh, Live with Kelly and Ryan this week. We'll see what the story is, because when I saw the original title of the article, and I saw this blowing up, I'm like, okay, this is a bunch of crap. you know. And, yeah. and then I looked at the article, I sent it out to you guys, I'm like... It does look pretty weird, and uh, the the yeah, his, his one eye definitely it looks looked like weird. It's yeah, um, well, and so. like when we normally see him, he he's very well put he's sharp. together. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he looked disheveled. His hair was a mess. Like, mm-hmm. and and it was from like one break to the next. Like he kind of looked okay in one of the breaks, and then when they went back to him, like the whole like you're saying the eye thing. And well, he Kathy, was kind of like bobbing his head. We've had was... we've had audio of of like newscasters in mid report, and we played them yeah. where, where they start to go off. And honestly, and and, and I, I felt, oh, wow, maybe this is a little bit more than, than what we're thinking. Uh, listen to the audio and judge for yourself. All right, here we go. Cynthia Erivo and the top 11 right there. You can catch her playing Aretha Franklin on the National Geographic Limited Series, Genius Aretha, premiering this fall. Now, coming to you live, and we have the final two results. Who will be your next 
American Idol. It's mainly when he when he says National Geographic, he kind of stumbles yeah, over it yeah. a little bit. But his it, it was his eye that that looked odd yeah. to me. His right eye looked squinted. Are there any like doctors weighing in on this? I not have not the, seen any. Okay, read, no. no However, they, they, to, for what we've seen over the there was a there was there was a spate of sort of. Uh, near stroke or incidents occurring, and there were a couple of them. I think three of them were newscasters who were live on air when mm-hmm. it occurred. And uh, it seemed to be very close to what we saw with Ryan Seacrest. They're saying it's not. We'll see if he ends up on uh, on the show and uh, how he looks. Maybe he just you know maybe he just huffed a little paint right before that uh, that last break, just for fun. <laughs> Everybody does that, you know. Just yeah, yeah, just yeah. did a quick breather and uh, Sorry, right man. back at it. Quick shot. Or maybe you know I don't know nitrous balloon or something. <laughs> did he have I'm... a sock over his face when they came back? I mean, I honestly don't know what sort of like substance or whatever would cause this to happen to somebody's face and, and eyes and stuff. Like well, Kate I, Winslet said, PCP would do it. Is, is she that had that right? on. Dude, nitrous might make you do that. Uh, you know, doing a big hit off a balloon real quick. Maybe. Or I you're just kind of like. You just did a whip it real quick. Sorry, I just said a whip it. Probably shouldn't have done it before this story, but I trained her well in an envious killed Oh, that's sad. I apologize to the families of those killed. <laughs> 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 the trade derailment in India. Listen, unless I snooze cast, I I did whip it before the recap <laughs> and shrugged off a, sh- a story about a thousand people dying in a train derailment. <laughs> A uh, few people texting and saying maybe Bell's palsy, you know. I That's mean, yeah, what I yeah. thought as well. They, they technically... It was one of the contestants, too. Bell's yeah. palsy. Yeah, uh, they, in third place. They may not be able to... They, this way, they could avoid saying the word stroke if they want to avoid any kind of PR scares or anything like that. And, and you know... What was that? What was the... There was a, a version of, of uh, Bell's palsy... That we we discussed one Saturday night Paul. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. We were doing S A T U R D A Y palsy, <laughs> and uh, no, that's what they. I think they nicknamed it that, where it was a temporary right. um, <laughs> thing that would happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and hey, I, don't, I don't know why. City Saturday. Rollers were the first to discover it. <laughs> I don't know why on Saturday it was a drug induced or. No, I don't know. I don't but know. we sang that. that yeah. all, that's all I remember is that we sang ago. Saturday palsy. Wow. Okay, well, uh, anyhow, uh, they are his rap is <laughs> Somebody wants you to say no sad, bro. No sad. Concerning that train no sad, bro. There were survivors. Can I have another whip, please? <laughs> Not everyone died. <laughs> Oh dear God! <laughs> All right. So anyhow, we'll see if there uh, if there is more that comes. there's like five or six empty whipped cream yeah. cans. From what this. was it? Uh, Wendy Williams? Did she pass out live on the air? She did. Okay. She did. Yeah. Yes, okay. she had an incident. To make matters worse, Preston, if you remember, she was dressed as the Statue of Liberty when that happened. That's right. That's right. All right. I have other stuff. Okay. We got to move on. God. Rooney Mara and her Oscar-winning beau Joaquin Phoenix are expecting a child together. Oh. So she's going to have it, right? Uh, yes, yeah. the very private pair have been uh, keeping an even lower profile than usual quarantining together in L.A. But then again, Steve, he's such a good method actor. He, he could do it. He may have gotten knocked up. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, sources tell Page Six that Mara has been attempting to disguise her baby bump, but at about six months along, it's getting harder. Uh, the 35-year-old Mara and 45-year-old Phoenix met on the set of Spike Jones, her, and then began dating on the set of Mary Magdalene, where Phoenix starred as Jesus and she starred as Mary Magdalene. Uh, he told Vanity Fair in October 2019 he thought Mara despised him. He said, she's the only girl I ever looked up on the Internet. Uh, we were just yeah, friends, right. email friends. I'd never done that, uh, never looked up a girl online. Uh, they got engaged in July you of... see Kathy Bates, yeah. ...of 2019. So they're uh, they're expecting so I think they're perfectly suited uh, for each other. They're artsy and, yeah, totally. uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. heavily into the acting and the method. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Meghan Markle and Prince Harry decided to step down from their senior royal duties, they were uh, there were several complicated issues to sort. At the top, for many, was how to handle the controversy, controversial expenses of their Frogmore cottage renovations, which reportedly cost the British taxpayers millions. Welcome to Frogmore, a ribbit. Uh, the, <laughs> the renovations themselves were sniffed at by some as they included the addition of a yoga studio, organic garden, and grand fireplaces. Per the Daily Mail, the pair the pair are repaying the funds over 11 years and plan to shell out uh, about eighteen thousand, about $36,000 a month. So just to clarify, are they still the owners of Frogmore? I don't know. Uh, I guess the family is. I'm not yeah. sure. Uh, meanwhile, the pair are settling into their new L.A. home. They currently are staying at Tyler Perry's estate and have reportedly become pals with neighborhood resident Adele. Ooh. Uh, she's been giving the pair advice and tips on everything from avoiding paparazzi to figuring out school for Archie. Uh, Adele and the pair first met in 2018 when visiting a community kitchen for Grenfell Tower victims. Have you seen Adele recently? No. Dear yeah. God, she looks good. Yeah, she does. Uh, she looks uh, like, uh, and a lot of people have made this in comparison to Sarah Paulson, the actress. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, who that yeah, is. Right. You, you, would, you would recognize her. She played... Um, she, uh, she played the the, the the prosecuting attorney, and I forget I'm forgetting her name in uh, OJ Paula Poundstone. No, Marsha Clark. Marsha Clark. Clark. Yeah, I'd have to look it up. I didn't. I didn't see that. Uh, so anyhow, all three of them get on so well. A source said Megan admires how Adele has managed to keep out of the spotlight despite being a huge star. Hmm. Okay. All yeah. <laughs> hey, this is sad news. Ken Osmond, best known as Eddie Haskell Aww. on TV's Leave It to Beaver, died. He was 76 years old. A uh, statement from his son, Eric, said he was an incredibly kind and wonderful father. He had his family gathered around him when he passed. He was loved and will be very missed. Uh, he became well known for his role as troublemaker Eddie Haskell. On the family comedy, playing the character from 1957 to 63, Eddie was uh, Wally's mischievous friend who was always up to no good, and audiences could count on him to dream up some kind of a scheme. So he was only going to be like a, a one-off, maybe two episodes. People loved him. And yeah. so they brought him back as a as a constant. And the show went from the, the kids, the beaver and Wally, as little kids to teenagers. I mean, it followed him for many years. I was telling Preston this morning that <laughs> Claire and I put on some episodes Last night, and I was howling laughing. The show still holds up because yeah. the show managed to get the way kids are, the way brothers are. So Wally and 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 uh, and the, the Beaver uh, had that sort of uh, relationship that my brothers and I had, specifically my younger brother Tom. And there was an episode with a haircut. I mean, I was laughing like tears were, were coming out no of my kidding. eyes because 
they they got it. Even the way they they sat on the couch, like you know, on some shows and sitcoms, they would sit. You know, you sit with your leg up on the top pillow and all that stuff. Right. And all of that stuff was you had not seen that in family sitcoms. And they and even now the the writing is sharp. It still holds up. Very funny. Um, and Os- he was one of the the breakouts. Osmond told the Chicago Tribune in a 1992 interview, "Everyone knows an Eddie Haskell. He's a guy who you can blame things on when they go wrong." <laughs> the ironic thing about Beaver, he said, is that it was never a top ten show during the original network run, and it stayed on forever. He said it was just another family show that had enough fans to keep it on the air. It was way outdated by the time I was a kid, and I watch it every morning before school, man. They, that's where exactly when it would run at times like that, yeah. Preston, at like 7 o'clock in the morning. That's when it was yeah, on. Yeah, it was just bizarre times on the weekend. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, we have we have some clips. Yeah. Uh, here's, uh, here's an Eddie Haskell clip of uh, of Kenny Osmond. You call me mom? Yes, well, Good yeah. morning, Mrs. Cleaver. That's a very pretty dress. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Good afternoon, Mrs. Cleaver. Good afternoon. Well, this is him through the years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. You just don't trust a 13-year-old boy that's that polite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and they, the parents were always on to him. So there's like, you know, there's a clip where he's he's singing about something really wrong up in in, uh, in Wally's room. And, and uh, uh, Mrs. Cleaver comes up and says, oh, you were singing. And he's, yes, Mrs. Cleaver, I was practicing for the Glee Club. Glee Club. And, and so she goes... Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, the other clip we have is uh, him. It's an interview with him uh, yeah. talking about how much he loves play, loved playing uh, Eddie Haskell. Eddie has been so good to me for almost 50 years now. Uh, has opened doors, and I've, I've got to go places and see things and meet people that, uh, you know, it's just uh, unimaginable. Yeah. Yep. He, uh, he was that, he's that friend that you grew up with. Everyone yeah. who... Who would be the enabler, who yep. would get you in trouble and then back away and, and feign ignorance. What would he call beef? Squirt. Squirt, right? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what I thought. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah shut <laughs> up, squirt. Yeah. Get yeah. out of here, squirt. And then there was Lumpy, who was the, the put upon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Always. But I mean, they nailed him. They gave them such dimension, uh, you know, and, and uh, the, the kids were, were just an ing- a great ensemble cast. After uh, Beaver, he he did the circuit on uh, on a bunch of shows, uh, Petticoat Junction, The Monsters, High School USA, Happy Days. Uh, he starred actually in a 2016 movie, Characters, as Daniel. I don't know much about that, but after he found himself to be typecast after yeah. his run as Eddie, he said, in the industry, that's a death sentence. I would walk into a casting office and all they could see was Eddie. I couldn't get uh, work to save my soul. I had a few minor parts here and there, but nothing that's going to sustain life and a salary. At one point, rumors circulated that Osmond grew up to be Alice Cooper. <laughs> I, I remember that. <laughs> the rumors started when the rock star told a college newspaper journalist that he was, quote, a real Eddie Haskell as a kid, and the story wound up saying he was the real Eddie Haskell. <laughs> oh my so for a little while, they thought. So uh, Ken Osmond, uh, 76 years old, that's sad. All right, Steve, on to important news. Yes. Kristen Cavallari. Yes! The plot thickens. Filed for divorce in April, three days after her ex, Jay Cutler, did. Much has been made about their split with speculation on everything from Cutler cheating with Cavallari's ex-BFF to him mistreating her to him blocking her from buying a new house and moving on with her life. She decided to break her silence on Instagram Live. By the way, Preston, just as a uh, caveat to all this, I've been checking up on Kristen Cavallari so much, I actually got junk mail directed to me announcing these protein bars that she's selling that taste like cake batter. Oh, that's funny. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm now she's targeted. protein bars now? Yeah, that taste like cake batter. Oh, my God. I'm uh, thinking of getting them. 
For now, she says she's living with her best friend, Justin Anderson, and the three kids that she shares with Cutler. We've been together for the entire quarantine time, literally from day one. She said, as it turns out, yes, divorcing amid a world crisis isn't easy. She said, we've maxed out every creative idea. I will tell you, the no school thing is tough with the boys. Jackson will not listen to me. He refuses to do work. See, they're just like us. Schedules are out the window. She said, I haven't set an alarm since all this has been going on. The Uncommon James founder said it's been, uh, it's going to be really hard for me to get back into it. Uh, Despite the chaos, she's finding moments of joy. She said, it's cute. But those are the moments that will never be the same. She's right. We'll never get those back. So in that sense, I've been trying to really enjoy that time with my kids. Now, let's see how good I am. Uh, Justin Anderson, you said, I think that's her hairdresser, uh, Nick. Or, yeah. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. And I think his uh, husband-to-be is named Scoot. Scoot? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, about Scoot. <laughs> yeah. Why uh, is she living with him? Because they're besties. I yeah, know, it's, it's it's their BFF. So, like a ten thousand square foot house. Can they just cut it in half? Unfortunately, they have for, two houses. Uh, for fans who were hoping she'd spill the tea on Cutler, she was probably wise to be mum on the subject. So she hadn't said nothing about that. Hey, this is messed up. I just saw this this morning, and I'm not familiar with this guy, but former WWE star, a guy named Shad Gaspard, has been missing. Uh, since being at Venice Beach in California on Sunday with his 10-year-old son. Yeah, I saw the story. TMZ reported that the 39-year-old Gaspard and his son were swimming when they were caught by a strong ocean current. Oh, man. A witness yeah. told TMZ Gaspard told rescuers to help his son first, and a wave then crashed on him, and he's gone. Gone. They haven't gone. seen him since. Uh, his son was rescued and is okay. Uh, he was a member of a WWE tag team called Crime Time. Uh, but uh, that's uh, that's terrifying. You ever been so at the beach? The rescuers were there, and he's like, take my son. Couldn't do it, yeah. And then the next thing, boom, he's gone. Oh. You ever get caught in a real riptide? No. I have. No, I've not. I, I remember, again, uh, that and uh, walking on the bottom of the pool with scuba diver, scuba diver weights. <laughs> that was the, the <laughs> worst decision you ever that made. That was a bad decision. That riptide, Preston, I got caught in it. I was uh, terrified for my life. And I remember when I swam back into shore, I was so far down the beach, wow. I couldn't recognize where you were anywhere. And I, I walked around for what seemed like hours. It probably yeah. was no more than fifteen minutes until I found that my our blanket. So I guess the difference was he got pulled under. Yeah, which is like, I got pulled out. You go, yeah, 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 out in a yeah. way, which has got to be. Yeah. Oh my God, you got to be terrified. Nothing you can uh, do. I, rem- I can I can see the beach. I can see the day. I can yeah. see everything. It's burned into my mind. Were you trying to? It was Fire Island in New York. Maybe at the time, mm-hmm. you, were, were you aware that you needed to swim parallel? Parallel. I did okay, know that. So you did know that. I did All know right, that. Good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, wow. Speaking of, though, they're actually warning down at the Jersey Shore this weekend that uh, there's going to be pretty bad uh, rip currents down there. They're saying like seven to ten foot waves. and, and Because of the currents. storm? Because of the, I the, guess. the tropical storm? Off storm, of, yeah. yeah. All along the Jersey Shore. So uh, if you are going down there, just be careful. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, well, my family is excited about this. The second season of the Umbrella Academy has been announced. They're going to have it on Netflix July 31st. It is returning. We're pretty happy. We've been waiting. My family loves this show. So, so many people jumped on this initially that I had to wait a little bit. I watched the first when it when it first came out, and then I took a breather because so many people were on it, and I just wanted to kind of let the furor calm down, and then I watched it, Yeah, and it's as good as everyone tells you it is. It's outstanding. It's based on the Dark Horse comics uh, created and written by Gerard Way and illustrated by Gabriel Ba. Uh, the um, the Umbrella Academy will have Ellen Page, Tom Hopper, David Castaneda, 
uh, Emily Rabe, everybody. They're they're all coming back to be uh, the uh, the unlikely heroes. Uh, it's the ten episode sophomore season. Uh, the first season of the Umbrella Academy dropped on February 15, 2019 and was ranked third on the list of Netflix's most popular series releases of that year. Uh, it was one of the only three series to crack Netflix's overall top ten list of its most popular 2019 releases. Is July also this month slated for the boys? Oh, I don't know. I hope so, yeah, man. Yeah, because they're ready to go. Ooh. Well, oh, no, no. I was going to say uh, Stranger Things, but... Man, Stranger Th- or is that the a- boys... The uh, boys is a trip. The while while I do watch the Umbrella Academy with my family, we yeah. started watching it again last night, <laughs> um, and it's you know it goes it, it goes over the line a little bit. The boys goes way over the line. There's no way in hell I would let my daughter watch the boys. Uh, yeah, oh my, uh, I mean, God, but it is, it is so, so good. Awesome. It's so, so- have you seen it, Nick? They actually haven't finished filming it yet. They're going to finish fi- uh, filming it remotely, and so the boys, the boys, yes. What? So season two will be coming soon, according it, the the press release on this came out yesterday. Oh my god! Because I, I, Nick, I thought they completed the it because they were dropping trailers. What, what, what's the projected date? Do they say? They say they have not announced the date yet. Oh, okay. Oh. Uh, well, anyway, we all have the Umbrella Academy to yeah. tie you over right, that's uh, cool. for now, but then uh, we'll wait for the boys. But if you have not watched that yet, is that on Hulu? That's on Hulu, right? Uh, no, no, the boys on Amazon, Amazon Prime. 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 Yeah. If you've not seen that, it's and, and you like superhero genre, but going really nasty. It turns it on its head. Yep. And it makes what you believe, you know, uh, let's let's put it this way. What if Superman was pissed at you? Yeah, it's messed yeah. up, man. All right, uh, what else do we have here? David Arquette is set to reprise his role as Sheriff Dewey Riley in a Scream relaunch. Uh, he said, I am thrilled to be playing Dewey again and to reunite with my Scream family, old and new. I was never that enamored of the Scream series. I, I kind of thought the first one was okay, but then subsequently, uh, no. I didn't watch them. It, it wasn't my yeah. wasn't my jam, man. This is my jam, man. Mm-hmm. Not my favorite horror movie. Uh, Scream has been such a big part I of like my life. I Descent. He said, and for both the fans and myself, I look forward to honoring Wes Craven's legacy. Uh, and then CBS All Access is greenlighting the straight-to series order for Star Trek Discovery spinoffs called Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Uh, the drama will star Anson Mount, Ethan Peck, and Rebecca Romaine. You know this is Captain Christopher Pike, Spock, and Number One. So this goes before the original series. There was the st- so the original pilot of the original Star Trek starred Jeffrey Hunter as Captain Christopher Pike, mm-hmm. and this goes back to that, which could be very cool because the, the, it was actually my favorite part of the Discovery series. By the way, Preston, I cashed in and just did. I went for CBS All Access and all of them. I figure, if why not go broke by buying every goddamn app under the sun? But yep. um, the the stuff is good. But the this particular story arc was great. I thought. Can you buy it by the year, or do you have to do it by the month? Uh, you can buy it by. I think you can do both. I bought it for the year. Yeah, because that's what I did with Disney Plus, and I felt like okay, yeah, that one I kind of oh, let me just rip the band aid off right now rather than go or you know every you know month thirty so. days you know another. Ten bucks. I believe you get a, you get a reduction if you buy it on the year, right? You do yeah. usually. Usually, yeah. that's yeah. the way it works. And yeah. your chances are you're going to stick with it for a year anyway. So. All right. Well, then let me ask you, Steve. Twilight Zone. Have you watched it? Any I have. Good? And I think you know what. It... What new? We, yeah. 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 Okay. With um, it's okay. Black I... Mirror is much better. Okay. Yeah. I I, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think it's I think it's uh, it's uneven, uh, and it's uh, there are some that are good and some that are bad, and I've sort of gone away from it. 
I you know what I might I might like that just in the time being because I like that type of program that yeah, type yeah. of storytelling. And Black Mirror just does not come along Often. enough yeah, for yeah, me, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I want more of it, a lot more of it, so maybe I'll have to try that out. By the way, the show, yeah, well, focuses on the story about a decade before Captain Kirk uh, came aboard the Enterprise. Uh, we don't know when uh, this is going to bow, when they're going to uh, come out with that, so uh, we will wait and see for that. Uh, driving Miss Daisy director Bruce Beresford has signed on direct to direct Clear Lake, the Buddy Holly biopic. Uh, the story will follow Holly's teenage years up through his uh, 1958 Biggest Show of Stars tour. In, uh, so in Lubbock, Texas, right? Uh, where... Yeah, the, yeah. But, but then they go, the, the main thing I think is going to eventually get to the, where they go to the Biggest Show on Stars tour, which is at the end. But well, right he plays Live Aid. What's that? He plays Live Aid, right? No, no. The undertone of the tour, uh, the story is how black, Hispanic, and white artists came together on the first tour, integrated huh. music tour. Uh, to begin to break down color barriers in the same way that Jackie Robinson did in professional baseball. This is according to the executive producer. Uh, that's a particularly relevant story for me to tell uh, because I co-own the minor league baseball team in Daytona Beach, Florida, where Jackie Robinson first broke baseball's color barrier. Uh, this is what uh, the guy said. Rick French is his name. So. I remember that that was depicted in some of the Bud, Buddy Holly bio stuff and in the movie uh, that, that he was traveling with... Um, the Big Bopper. Uh, yeah. And Richie Valens. Valens, yeah. So there was... And a... who else was on board? Uh, there, there were there were a number of uh, yeah, yeah. big artists on that tour, so... Uh, all right, let's get to Calypse. A boy becomes intrigued by a mysterious and quirky new stu- student in Stargirl. In this clip, star Grace Vanderwall... Uh, discusses balancing her passion for singing with a lifelong dream dream to pursue acting. Here we go. I used to want to be an actress when I was little. Then, obviously, like, a bajillion different, like, crazy things happened, and I ended up being a singer, which I'm also so passionate about, and it's, like, definitely my dream. But, like, I always still wanted to, like, be an actress and, like, be in a movie, and I got offered roles, but... Everything just sounded wrong. Like, it was all fairy or, you know, like something like that. Shut up, dummy. Uh, Stargirl, by the way, is streaming now on Disney+. Plus. Here's the next clip. <laughs> Chef Gordon Ramsay travels across the U.S. to help struggling and failing restaurants in 24 hours to hell and back. <laughs> in this clip, Gordon discusses something gross he found in one of the restaurants. Here we go. It's a very dangerous environment when you're not practicing how to cook properly. I don't know if you've seen some of the things we've discovered, but I've, I found a mouse in the toaster. And the waitress said to me that we don't use that side of the toaster. Is that a reason for the mouse to stay there rent-free for the last three months? It's shocking. That's crazy! Uh, Gordon Ramsay's 24 Hours to Hell and Back airs tonight at 9, and that is on Fox, if you'd like to see that. And there you go. That's my entertainment report for today. Uh, we are going to have as a guest Mr. Justin Willman on the program. He is a magician and comedian and performer, and uh, he has a show called Magic for Humans on Netflix, available now, the third season. Super nice guy. He's been here in our studio before. He's done some illusions for us here, and a uh, very cool guy. So we'll talk to him a little bit later on this morning. Uh, in the meantime, we have chosen a new school at random for you to vote on for Coolest Teacher. First, we want to reiterate that Mr. Michael Kelly yes, uh, from Paul the Sixth in Haddonfield is a computer science teacher, and he was voted as the Coolest Teacher of the Year at Paul the Sixth. So we're going to give him the presidency of Coolest Teacher of the Year coffee mug. Up next is the Gloucester County Institute of Technology, known as GCIT. 
in Sewell, New Jersey, you were chosen. Steve grabbed you at random. Yeah. Let's see who you think should be receiving the honor. Text the word teacher. If you go to uh, GCIT, text the word teacher to 39333 for the voting link, and then let us know who you think should get the mug and the distinction. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us this morning. The Glorious Sons. Come a little closer to the sky. It's better than wondering why. Crowbot. I'm a low, I'm a low, I'm a low. New music. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WNMR. We got some new equipment set up. Nick's got a uh, new uh, mic system at his at his home, so it should sound better. Nick, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay, because I can't see you on the uh, the FaceTime. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you were there or not. Activate does FaceTime. It sound, it, it does sounds, he sound like me now? Uh, he does, but he's a little more quiet, so we'll have to uh, work on levels and so on. We'll I'll get it to. perfect just about the time he's back in the studio. Yeah, uh, I'll talk to engineering. But, uh, Nick, I understand you had mentioned something that you had like an, an aha moment yesterday. Yeah, so um, we've been playing this Trivial Pursuit game, and uh, there there was a clue in the game uh, or an answer in the game, there was a historical location, right? So this the story requires just a, a tiny bit of setup, um, but basically it points to the fact that I'm a moron. And I was convinced that I was right in the situation, and I was clearly wrong. So <clears throat> the answer to the question was um, there's a uh, historic battlefield in Tennessee, I believe, called uh, Shiloh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Uh, Here's the thing. I thought that I was providing a clue to my girlfriend and to my son by saying, listen, there, there was a song that came out a couple of years ago, and uh, it was a hit song, and everybody, it was in a movie, and, and I was trying to point them in the direction that the, the answer to the trivia question would be Shiloh. And they're looking at me, and they, they can't, they, the, my clue is not helping them at all. So I give them the answer. You know, Shiloh National Battle Cemetery, National Cemetery Battlefield in Tennessee. And my girlfriend looks at me and she's like, what What song? I said, you know, by Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga, Shiloh. And she says, what are you talking about? I, the, the oh, in the shallow. <laughs> no, 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 Preston. Not the shallow. The Shiloh. Shiloh. Uh-huh. In my mind. <laughs> and she's looking at me like, what are you talking about? And I said, well... <laughs> Ah. It was a huge hit. Every, everybody heard that. It was the movie. A Star is Born. That was about the, the battlefield in Tennessee? I didn't realize. In my mind, it was, Steve. And uh-huh. I was convinced of it. And I uh-huh. look it up. Look at you. It's probably on your, your iTunes account. Mm-hmm. I was so convinced that the freaking name of the song was not Shallow, which of course is what it is. Right. And I was... And, and then you sit there and you're just... It, it, Kathy, it's like the old range, or, or like when we, okay. we, when Wilson dawned on you that that's the name of the, the volleyball in, in Castaway. So <laughs> I was so convinced Duh. that I was right, and Here, I was one hundred percent wrong. Here's here's another a branch off from that topic, <clears throat> and if it and and the 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 question I'm asking is, have you ever given an answer that you thought was legit, you thought it was real, and then in the middle of Giving this answer, you realize, oh, my God, I'm wrong. But you hang on tooth and nail Uh to the fact that you are indeed right. 
and you just run with it because it's too embarrassing to admit that you're wrong. And I'll give you an example. We were playing a we were playing a game with some fellow bandmates of mine. We were in a, we were in a, a car ride, so we were going for a couple hours away for a gig. So we were trying to kill some time. So we started playing this game, uh, where you say the name of a city or a state, and whatever that ends, whatever letter that ends with, you have to start the next answer with right, that letter. Right, right. Okay, so it's just a time killer. It's, it's, a, have, it's, a, it's a good game. And we eventually, we were driver hours, so we eventually we led around to opening it up to countries as right, well. Right, okay. So I think I had the letter, was it Y? I don't remember exactly, but anyhow. <laughs> oh, no. I said, oh, no. I said, I said euthanasia. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> It's a it's a part of Asia, <laughs> euthanasia. In my mind, it that's was. where the younger people live. That's my the mind. The younger it was. Asians live in euthanasia. And so my buddy Greg, who is incredibly intelligent, is going. He's like, mm, he's kind of looking at me sideways, going, I don't think so. He's like, that's when uh, you can kill somebody, and you know, <laughs> it's you know legally yeah. you, you you're yeah. killing euthanasia, someone because yeah. they want to die, and I'm like. Yeah, but it's also the name of a country, and that oh must have been God. where they got the name of it. And I would not let go of it. How how long into it did you did the f- the switch flick, and you realize you were now defending an indefensible point? Not long, because okay. Greg, like I said, was very intelligent, right. and he was he was like Once a he stepped straight in, you A realized. student, yeah, yeah. and and he's like, no, dude, and he's like, no, I don't think so, and yeah. I'm like. No, man, come on. And and then I'm like throwing. I saw it. I saw it on a special one night on, uh, you know, PBS. Youth in like Asia. Their flights leaving daily. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I knew. So when did you acquiesce finally? I never or did. did. You never, never did. Never. To this day. This is the only time I've ever spoken of it publicly. Do you find yourself, because um, I think we all do it. A lot of times, uh, part of my deal and part of the thing that gets me in trouble a lot is that I'll blurt things out in a matter-of-fact way when I'm joking. And I get other people in trouble because then they go oh, yeah. forth and repeat what I've said. Well, Steve said. <laughs> yeah. My wife gets it all the time. Uh, well, because because a, lot, it, so, a lot of times, like sometimes I wait, like hang on your words, and I'm like, "Where is this going? Is this a joke? Is it not?" And if you don't laugh, I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah." But you, you, if you get sometimes you're like, "I just know, I just know," and it's completely wrong. I, th- what does kill me though is that shallow is Shiloh. But in your mind, Nick, it's like, of course, why can't these people <laughs> see this? Well, next time you listen to the song, it, it, it sounds like Shiloh. They, they oh, shut up. A point. By the way, some text coming in saying, Preston, it doesn't even start with a Y. It starts with an E. You think I would know that? You think I would know that when I thought it was a country? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, no, come on. Right, I yeah. was like 19 years old. Yeah. Asia. You know? Oh, my God. See, I like, for me, like, I truly believe that that's what it is. Like, if it's something that I, but but if I am wrong and I know it, then I'm like, okay, now you just feel like an idiot. I wouldn't still go with euthanasia and be like, yeah, <laughs> But, like, so if I'm arguing with you about something, like, I truly believe that that's what it is. How long for O-Range with you, uh, Kathy? No, but see, you guys, see, I think you guys, you guys, uh, that story is not exactly how you tell it. So, Dennis was putting the letters on the board. You were playing Scrabble. So, Scrabble, yes, I'm sorry. We were playing Scrabble, and, and he was putting the letters on the board. So, I was like... As he was going, I was reading along. So he put the O, and I was like, okay, O. And then he put range, and I was like, range? Oh, range. And, you know, and it was immediate. And then I was like, yeah. oh, 
orange. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> uh, and, the here, same, and then I did the same thing with TWO. I was like, Two isn't even a word. <laughs> he was like, really? <laughs> uh, here's a text came in. It says, playing categories uh, with some uh, relatives, and the topic was terms of endearment. And the letter was E, and I was first to go. So I started uh, reading off uh, elk, emu, you. Uh, and, and they said, that's a, an, an emu is a bird though. This is hard. And they said, endearment doesn't mean types of deer. Oh my God. <laughs> it means love and so on. So, oh my God. Wait, sometimes when the way you process things, the way your mind sees things yeah. though, there, there's a classic, uh, the bit that's being done, it's kind of being done to death in America's Funny Home Videos, Casey, is when you have... The people and you present them with the word. What is this word? Yes, yes. And you add an e on the front of it. Yeah. Yes, yes. And 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 people get confused because they're processing it that way. They're not seeing the word eyes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let me go to Kyle. Hey, Kyle. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are we today? We're good, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm at work right now, so I'll make it quick. I used to date a girl whose grandmother apparently called a dachshund a dash hound. And I literally have a person in my family who participates in the Westminster Dog Show. And she said, that is not how you pronounce the name of that dog. You don't own one. Why are you so passionate about it? We can we can top that, Kyle. We can actually top that. Uh, Preston, Pres, do you want to relay your... Uh... Yeah, is that it, Kyle, or anything else? Well, my, my family member basically said, well, you and your grandmom are stupid. Don't say that at my house. <laughs> so, yeah, because you get resolute about it. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Kyle. Appreciate it. Yeah, we had a uh, we had a breed specialist on one time, and a, and I had a list of breeds that I was asking about, and I said, "So, uh, tell us about the Deshawn." <laughs> Oh my! I'd never seen the word. Dachshund. It looks like that. Yeah. I'd never seen the word written down. I always yeah. thought dachshund yeah. was D-O-X-O-N-D. Dachshund, right. right? Of course, uh, it makes sense. Who spells and, a word like that? And the same thing, Steve, happened with uh, Wink Martindale. He was on. I think it was on uh, Tic Tac Toe. Oh wow! And he asked. Someone had to spell. Uh, or no, he said. He said uh, orangutan. <laughs> He had never seen the word orangutan written oh yeah. down. Right, orangutan. And here's a talk. Here's a, here's a game show host that's supposed to know their topics. That's why you you appreciate Alex Trebek, who certainly yeah. has the most complex things to read. That's why he reads through them well in advance yeah. to make sure he knows the pronunciations. Mm-hmm. Orangutan. <laughs> Uh, Australian Shepherd, Preston. You just had that last year. Well, yeah, that was just my flat out <laughs> stupidity. It was just like, why would they have a shepherd? You know, a guy with a staff. Sorry, I was late. Talk yeah. takes care of <laughs> my flock no. was being irascible, and it was, and that's when I, I think there's a clip of me going, "Oh, <laughs> it's a dog." Okay, uh, Nick, here's uh, the uh, Shiloh song. In the sh- We lost a lot of good people that day. S H I L O H. But leading into that, they're talking about diving into the deep end. Yeah, yeah, it's really deep battlefield. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, and that's it. We're in it now, boys. Let's yeah. fight. Uh, let me go to Zach. Hey, Zach. Good morning. Gadzook. Gadzook, Zach. What's going on, man? Not much. You guys are talking about all that, and you just literally popped up, uh, you know, one of those memories that are in the back of your brain until somebody says something. Yes. I was in uh, 
I was in fourth grade and I had an argument with my math teacher and I was just dead set thinking I was right, just like everybody else was saying. I thought that the word several, meaning for many, was a high formal word for seven. Oh, really? (laughs) 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 That it was the formal version of seven. If you were talking all flutinous stuff, Steve. Six, several, eight. (laughs) Yeah. It was like six, several, eight. <laughs> Why is it six was... afraid of several? <laughs> well, several, eight, nine. Eight, you know, several, eight, nine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that was, um, yeah, no, that, 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 was, uh, that was great. And then I went home to tell my dad, and my dad just looked at me and said, are you stupid? <laughs> <laughs> you oh, know, the French funny. version of the movie exactly. Seven is called Several because yeah. it's a more artsy film. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I did, I they mean, would use the formal version several. of Several. Wow. Okay. Uh, by the way, somebody texted and said, first year in college class, I was I started a debate about euthanasia, and I was wondering uh, what was so interesting about children in China. Oh, my God. I soon found out I was in a bit over my head. Youth in Asia, which is uh, what happened to me. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Part of well, the deal. Hey. Natural human uh, foible. Well, you learn stuff, right? Absolutely. And you learn stuff on the Preston and Steve show. And speaking of learning stuff, we have our coolest teacher oh! online. Yep. Uh, yesterday, we had called for the uh, for the student body of Paul the Six in Haddonfield to text in and tell us who they thought the coolest teacher of the year was, and they came through in fine form. And we welcome to our show this morning, Mr. Michael Kelly. Yay! Good morning, Mr. Kelly. Hello. How are you guys doing today? We're great. Congratulations to you, by the way. Thank you very much. A computer science teacher, I see. Yeah, I've, uh, I teach math and computer science. Okay, and how long have you been teaching altogether? Uh, this next year will be my thirteenth year. Wow, and uh, how long at Paul the Sixth? All, all. Well, this will be my my twelfth year PBI. Okay. Uh, congratulations! That's very cool. A lot of the lot of the teachers that we have call in have been long timers or, or spending their entire yeah. career at uh, at the same school. Um, where did you? Where are you from, Michael? We don't know anything about you. <laughs> I'm from uh, Audubon, New Jersey. Uh, Paul Six is in Haddonfield. I live right down the street from Paul to Six. Okay, cool. And uh, did the uh, did you campaign a little bit, or did the students just uh, go for it and vote like crazy for you? Uh, I, I campaigned a little bit. Yes, uh, nice. smart. Yeah. You have it's your God given right to campaign. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what what are things looking like this year? Um, you know, they're a little strange. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, I think my subject's a little easier. Um, we do things on Zoom a lot, so. I give students projects in the beginning of the week, have answer some questions during the week, and they submit at the end. So, All right. My- have you had any, speaking of the Zoom thing, have you had any students uh, try to pull any you know, fast ones or, or uh, be disruptive during the uh, the classes? Absolutely. <laughs> There's, I've, I've seen, I don't know if you've gotten this, but I've seen one that says pretty popular where the kid will use an iPad that's sort of a static image of him or herself so that it looks like they're paying attention, and they set that in front of the camera. Oh, my God. And, and then they well, go, that, yeah. That is a great idea. I have not experienced that <laughs> yet. Yeah, you'd actually have to give them kind of points for that, I would think. And they're using computer science to do that. There so you there go. you go. Yeah. What's graduation going to look like this year, Michael? Any idea yet? Um, they're thinking about doing a parade, some okay. sort of parade, but nothing finalized yet. Um, I know every school is trying to come up with something creative to recognize their seniors, which I know our school will do a good job with yeah. somehow. Is there right. any chance to retrofit something and say that that Blue Angels flyover was for their graduation? Seriously, yeah. Right? Oh, that'd be great. I mean, let's all let's get every student of Blue Angel have them strapped in and 
nice. or fly across. That'd fly be awesome. Uh, <laughs> what about you on a personal note? Uh, family, uh, wife, kids, anything like that? Yeah, I'm uh, married for six years, and I have two beautiful daughters, uh, oh. four and two. Nice. Excellent. Any plans to visit euthanasia? <laughs> <laughs> like I tell you, the subject you guys are talking about, it strikes a chord with me because I'm good at math and science, not so much at reading. So. <laughs> nice. All right, well, listen, Michael, as a uh, as a memento, as a uh, an honor <clears throat> from your students, we have the coolest teacher of the year coffee mug uh, from the Preston and Steve show for you just to say thank you uh, for going above and beyond. All right, well, I really appreciate it. i got to be honest. I've been listening to this contest for about five or six years and just been waiting you got it. You got it. Excellent. All right. Thanks a lot, Michael. Good luck to you this summer. All right. Michael Kelly, guys. Computer science teacher at Paul the Sixth. And uh, now we have uh, Gloucester County Institute of Technology in Sewell that uh, needs to vote and let us know who the coolest teacher has been this year. Very cool. Uh, 39333. Just send the word teacher over to 39333. And uh, we're going to send you a voting link, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, one of the things um, that I did see online, which is kind of interesting on a, on a Reddit thread, is, you know, obviously with the uh, quarantine, <clears throat> and especially as, you know, things are loosening up a little bit, but uh, within the past few weeks, uh, a lot of people have had to tend to home improvement and emergency issues around the house and doing things they maybe have never done before. Yeah, or even <clears throat> besides there's a lot of emergency stuff to tend to or just us. You know, I've been kind of thinking about putting shelves up in this room. I bet I could do it. Yeah, yeah. And you you often find out you can't. You can't do that. Yeah. Uh, I know I can't do that. Yeah. But uh, there have been uh, stories, and I, I don't have the, the Reddit <clears throat> thread in front of me, but it was, you know, a series of plumbing things that went wrong and, uh, you know, just left and right. And I wonder here if anybody has a story, uh, 215-263-WMMR of, you know what, I'm going to try that. And, yeah, not so much. Yeah, so uh, the things that I've started to do this, that I'm I'm blessed with having my, my brother-in-law, uh, John, Johnny, is... is um, he can do it all and, yeah. and, and comes and visits rather frequently. And we love to throw him the work to do it. But I'm also... I figure I have this this house and, you know, I, I should really attempt to do some things. I will do wood stuff. I will attempt hanging things up. Uh, electric, no. Yeah. Plumbing, no. no. I, I hooked my bidet up. That's as far as I went. My buddy Steve just did some uh, electrical work the other day. No. I'm like, you're out of your goddamn mind. Yeah. But he put up, he put in uh, some some uh, light panels in his basement, and sure enough, they Dude, work. Chuck D'Amico will do anything in his house, and I will. I'm like you, Steve. If it's if it's uh, electrical, no. Although, but you know what? I put a, a ceiling fan in my house a couple of months ago. This and is the one that burned down. This it is not. But I did blow a call into Chuck. I go, hey man, I got a couple of wires here that aren't in the manual, and I don't know what to do. And he's like, all right, well, Facetime me. Um, and you guys know that I had my uh, garbage disposal went out uh, a couple of uh, no, didn't ago. know that no. Yeah, so will uh, they have Rochelle come over and fix it for you? Well, so it was brand new. <laughs> we had a brand new garbage disposal put in, and then it just stopped working, and so it just sat there for weeks and weeks no. and weeks. And then, dude, so we had the plumber come out. There was just like a piece of china that was like stuck in a blade, mm-hmm. but it shut the whole thing down. And, and it shouldn't that, do that. That's all that was. But I'm not going to stick my hand in there. I'm, you know what I mean? Like I'm not. I don't mind sticking my hand in there. Really? Oh, that's yeah, when, it's running? Running. <laughs> yeah, no, when yeah. it's running. Yeah, when it's running. No, no. As long as it's off, I'm. I'm uh, no, no. I'm scared. 
<laughs> no, if he's afraid of his yeah. thermostat, he's going to stick his hand in a garbage there disposal. That's true. Yeah, yeah, just the idea of that for some people is uh, no, they can't even imagine sticking. No way. Their hand Will down. you get into a wood chipper to see if something stuck? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that, listen I, again. I, I I agree that now with the YouTube stuff and and these videos. You can take certain things on, but I've, I've seen like the, my uh, electrician's a guy named Mike, who's just who's awesome. He comes over, bam, 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 you know, and uh, like they, getting shocked is no big deal, you know. Okay, uh, not me, man. No, I, I want none of that. Uh, we did a while back uh, attempt to replace the, and and I did do this to replace the uh, uh, the, uh, the 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 sink uh, the the. Faucet. The faucet. Jesus. The Lord. hole where the water comes out. You know. <laughs> and, uh, uh, yes, I went to pick up one of those holes where the water comes out in the, in the hole in my counter. Are you talking about the faucet in the sink? <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's wet. started to do it, but then again. Where the wet is. Then there was a problem with it that it was a little beyond our capability. Yeah. So uh, we, had to, we had to call in an expert. I, I did yeah, the, the hole where I poop it, I'm having an issue with it. The toilet? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, let me go to Scott. Hi, Scott. Good morning, sir. Good morning, guys. Yeah, so I uh, I decided to go about replacing a window, which is, you know, that's a, a pretty big job. Yes, it is. Yes, that's the hole in your house. The yeah, hole right? in your house where the, the air comes in. And you put those in to keep the animals from coming in. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, it keeps the light in, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, I took the window out, and the window frame fell apart. And I said, okay, uh, I guess I'm going to have to try to reframe this somehow. <laughs> and I, I look at the directions, and I, I, I thought I was doing a good job. You know, I, I, was, I was all proud of myself. And I go to put the window in, and the window, it's a, I reframed it a quarter inch smaller than the window instead oh, of a quarter inch bigger than the window. It was glued. It was screwed. I mean, I, I mean, a total, just total, utter disaster, and I have no idea why. And, and, you, and, and then you curse yourself. Now, mind you, you do learn by mistakes. There are certain things, though, where your mistake will end up costing you exponentially more. When the Window Nation guys came over to, to our house, uh, Scott, there were a couple of the frames that were effed up, and they 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 replaced them and, and did the whole deal like quick. I'm like, yeah. no, no, I could not do that. I would I wouldn't I wouldn't even know to do that. So uh, it's just one of those things where you end up being in this maze and you can't work your way out. That's why it costs so much money to get them replaced because yeah. they know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, they know what they're doing. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And listen, when it comes, thanks, Scott. By the way. When it comes to measuring and cutting things and, yeah. and getting something that has to be exact yeah. and specific, I just can't do it. I know the numbers, and, I, and, mm-hmm. I, and I've done things in the past, couldn't give you any specifics right now, and it comes up wrong, and I'm like, I did it the way you were supposed to do it. Yeah, they say measure twice, cut once, but it's more like... Measure like ten or fifteen times. That's what I do. Cut about another ten or fifteen times. Yeah, and, and maybe, always overbuy your wood. Or yeah. cut something else first, like yeah. a piece of paper, and then shove that in there <laughs> and see if it actually fits. You know. So I mean, the, the thing I was recommended to get by my my brother in law for, for woodwork. Woodworking to me is is more aligned with model building that we used to do as as a kid, Preston. So there are things that that seem to ring with that when I started to do it. So a miter saw. The thing that I have, the saw will actually project down a line so that you're cutting these things. Yeah. You can do it. Once you start to work out the specifics, so I can sort of sort of piecemeal it along and get it done. But then you see somebody who knows what they're doing. Bup, bup, bup. You yeah. know, wood goes on, cutting, oh, yeah. slipping around, pencil marks, and done. And it's like, oh, my God, why am I even doing this? I did crown molding in a room that had so many corners, right? Out 
Uh, corners that, that go out are easier to cut than corners that go in, if that makes any sense yes. to you guys. Okay. Um, we So when you go and you look at um, <laughs> crown molding in a room and you see those decorative things in the corners, right. yeah. that... Is that to cover up the mistakes? That is because it's easier because I couldn't figure out, me and this guy, we couldn't figure out the math. Yeah. The proper the, angle. The proper angle. What are those tissues doing up there? Because the inner, the, the inner corners is not a perfect 45 and 45 degree angle that makes a 90 degree angle. Uh, that's for, for outer angles, yes. Okay. That's 45 and 45. But inner angles, it's like... You have to do calculus, and and I we couldn't figure it out. <laughs> so then eventually we just went back to Lowe's and we bought these blocks where all you had to do was just have a, a ninety degree cut, and that was it. Yep. So right. now when I see those uh, those crown molding like decorative things, I'm like, oh, the, you're just shortcutting. It's just covering it's, it up. Yeah. It's a shortcut. It's, that's all it is. It looks nice, right? But ultimately, it's just a shortcut. You failed. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, there there are things I've tried to do, like put up uh, long shelves, and realize that the. Mm. That the uh, the wall is actually bowed a tiny bit. Oh man! And like, what the f you? <laughs> oh, oh, come on, man! So I got what are you uh, doing to me. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna hang. I'm gonna build uh, like a coat rack, and I did it. I I did it. I'm doing it. <laughs> but to me, the most strenuous part, the most alarming part of the thing, was the, the studs. Finding the studs. And my fear was the first second I drill in, I'm going to drill right into an active electrical electric cable. Wire, yeah. So I, you know, I, I got the one that that detects whether there's like an electric stud finder that lets you know if there's a power conduit behind. And I was sweating bullets. And and then the drill went through, and I was like, I'm not dead. I did it. I think we sort of dodged bullets because if you are the type of person that can do all that stuff, then you're the person that has to do all that stuff. Right, so like we, you know, so yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Chuck has to do everything in his house himself. He can't, he's not allowed to. He won't allow himself to hire it out if he can do it himself. But he also probably enjoys it on some level too. I'm sure he does. You know, you know but and you're saving a lot of money if you, you do are. It yourself, so um, it's it's unbelievable what people. But you know, the the old adage is true. The the person who does that for a living, their house is always not completed, right? Because they never get to their own work. Yeah. The guys who go out, like my 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 brother in law. A couple, a couple of them do this this sort of stuff. It takes forever them to get to stuff at their own home because they're out doing it for other people. My wife laughs at me because there are things that I want to do uh, that she's like, "No, you're not allowed to do that." Like, I, I would love to redo my bathroom. It's but, like that commercial where the guy's yes. looking up at the, at the whole thing. Goes, I, I can fix that. No, you can't. No, you can't. Yeah, yeah said, well, have you seen um, Kevin Reardon, uh, Lockdown Reardon, do his bathroom and, and he does these home projects and uh, I, he is. His work is really impressive. Does he video his work or something? Yeah. No, he, he well, you know, he, he does, like, stages as well. So you're kind of, like, seeing the project. But he does huh. also doesn't have somebody to tell him he's not allowed to do that. <laughs> I want to redo my bathroom because doing a bathroom costs a lot of money. And I could get in your room. <laughs> Honestly, like, that's. But that's I want to get in your room. Get in your room. I'm like, no, no, I don't want to do the big stuff. I'll leave the plumbing. and. Do get, you have? Let, let me ask you. Do you have like a like a powder room that that's uh, you know maybe in the basement or somewhere else that you can you can no. do as your as no. your test room? No. no, okay. No, I don't have a test space. I, just I have did. a giant bathroom. Uh, that, uh... My, my, my rule of thumb is if it's if it's visible when you come into the house. My brother-in-law is going to do it. Right. If it's in a room where you have to open it up, open up a door to see it, then I'll take. Like, I took on the the coat rack inside the closet because I figured if it's effed up, I just close the door. 
And so these are the things. I'm not ready for prime time yet. I'm not ready for you walk in and see it. That's a couple years down the road. Yeah, my friend Steve is. He's like, yeah, we're gonna. I'm, I'm gonna knock down this wall and blah 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 and do all this himself. Yeah, he's this is not his trade. He, he just does it on his own. I'm like, you want to see me do that? Here, I'll pick up the phone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Call somebody. <laughs> Here you go. Here's my credit card. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> listen to this. Matt T on the line. Hey, Matt, good morning. Morning, guys. How you doing? Good. So tell us your, your home improvement failure. Yeah. So in the uh, beginning of COVID, I, uh, my, my four-year-old was losing his mind. And so I decided I would go out and get him a basketball pole and surprise him. And so <laughs> one day my wife had taken the kids out and I... Bought a pole at Walmart, came home, opened the instruction booklet, and the first thing it says is you need two adults. And I figured, nah, I got this. All right. So oh, no. I am putting together the pole, and I got to the point where I had to add the backboard onto the top, and I did not have a platform to put the pole through and hold it steady. So I put it through my ladder, thinking it was going to hold it steady. And I put the backboard on, I finished it up. It took about six hours, and I realized, oh, man, I can't get it out of the ladder. <laughs> So, oh no! So I just said, "Screw it!" I cut my ladder in half. Threw it away. <gasps> you had to you cut, cut your ladder. Your ladder in half. That's great. No, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. If you if you weigh the cost of what a new ladder yeah. is going to run you versus the six <laughs> hours to dismantle and, and put it back together, the therapy session. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Nope, you made the right choice. You did a stupid thing, but yeah. you made the right choice. Oh, my God. That's Thank you. Funny. I appreciate it. I love that. Yeah, I would have nice done it. Man. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, I cannot do this work again, but I can buy a ladder in five seconds. Yeah. I, I YouTube things. I'm like, uh, all right, I want to do this. Let me just see what YouTube says. And then if YouTube is uh, makes it look too hard, I'm like, ah, okay, maybe I'm not going to do that. Like Matt's call, have you ever had to destroy something that was perfectly fine because... You just had to. <laughs> no, but uh, there is a basketball hoop in my driveway that uh, it's, the the backboard is basically at like a 15-degree angle facing in. Um, did you do that? Yeah, oh, yeah. Santa Claus did that, Kathy. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, maybe Santa shouldn't build a bathroom. Well, maybe, yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe you're right. Maybe you're right, but you know Santa Claus was bit very busy that night and didn't have a whole yeah. lot of time. Maybe your toilet would yeah. be leaning forward at a 15 degree angle. <laughs> or like, back. It's like an alpine ski jump. Kind of recline. You have wow. to you have to put on ski boots to take a dump. Uh, okay, buddy made a big uh, mistake here. Let me go to him. Hey, buddy. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. So what, what what's your story? What happened was is my uncle's house is. Filled to the brim, every single outlet, every single thing in the whole entire house is filled with knob and tube. It's like, you know, the old wiring from 1918 or whatever. Yep. Well, I've been an apprentice for a couple years, so I was like, yeah, you know, this should be no big deal. You know, we're on quarantine. We have nothing better to do. So I was drilling all the holes through the studs because I honestly hate stapling wire. It's very time-consuming. So I was drilling holes through the studs, and... All of a sudden, I hear this hissing sound, so I keep going, you know, go figure. And, um, well, a couple seconds later, 100-degree water from the boiler is pouring all over the floor. I got burn marks all over. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm really quick. You were saying? You dropped the F-bomb. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry. Still not allowed to say that on the right. So so you, you drilled into the hot water heater, the boiler. Yeah. Yeah. So God. I real quick run over to the boiler. It, uh, 
um, shut off the circulation pump, and then and then I just start turning all the valves because the water was kept on, still kept on flowing out. I didn't know what to do. Yeah. I, I was like, all right, I, I got to go get a trash can. I got to go get the sump pump. I, I didn't know what to do. Water was going everywhere. Oh, no. Needless to say, like four inches of water later, it finally stopped. Yeah, I, I guess so, because the boiler's full of water, and even if you went and turned off its intake, there's still it's still <laughs> in a lot there. of water mm-hmm. in that tank that's got to come out. So, so a, a, a blatant, it, because really, yeah. a, a Verizon in, in that case, the, the stuff like that, with our, we had our water heater an issue, and I'm, I, I'll say it because it can save you a lot of nightmares, anything like that. Is uh, to me that's like I'm I'm not going to try it myself because oh, yeah. exactly for that reason you puncture something and you're in that what do I do and then you're ruining things exactly. yeah that's yeah what I would like. yeah you yeah. want to do it yourself do it this way yeah yeah <laughs> yeah thanks it, buddy the knob and tube stuff is so we had the house that's um, sorry uh, the knob and tube <laughs> stuff is a nightmare especially because if you move into um, what is it. So it's the old electrical equipment from, as he said, from houses that are old. We have our 18, uh, our house is 1880. Yeah. Knob so, and tube, is yeah. that what you call it? Okay. So it has to be, but by code, it has to be removed. Right. It, it's, not, it's not safe by today's measures. Right. So when you go into a house to get it insured and to get everything up to code, you have to have that removed. I wouldn't know where to begin with that stuff. Oh, yeah. So I have a situation now where my house, before we moved in, had a Brinks uh, security system put right. in. And now we don't, you know, we had the Xfinity security, which is you know completely, it, it runs totally differently. From right. Than, than, but the Brinks thing is now beeping every day. <gasps> and there's nothing I can do about it. The only thing I can do about it is hit the cancel button twice on this stupid pad and the reason I need to even keep it plugged in is because, um, and maybe this, maybe I'm wrong here, uh, but the hardwired um, smoke alarms are plugged, are, are basically plugged in with the Brinks alarm system. So, you, you so if, I, your... if I unplug it, then I unplug my alarm, my, my smoke alarm system as well. Case, you can um, move your smoke alarms to Xfinity. You can. Yes, yeah. I have my, uh, yeah, mine, my, all my stuff is on the. Uh, Smoke alarms, everything is on through that same system. Okay. You well, know, just, just set, set something on fire and see if it goes off. Well, so the, the, the thing beeps every 24 hours, it seems like. And so thank God we, we uh, moved it so it's not going off at 2 o'clock in the morning anymore. Okay. So I, had the, I had a very similar issue, and ours, but, but the full-on alarm would go off. <laughs> oh, stop it. Really? <laughs> but it was, yeah. It, you should have repaired it, it, Kathy. Well, but it wasn't triggering the, um, like, to, to have the, the police come out because we had canceled the service, but it was still going off, and we kept having to call the company. I don't know if it was the same as yours or not. I don't know the name of it and the guy came out like five times and he's like i don't know what to tell you like yeah i don't know why this is going he on. was it, pay for this service anymore why am i coming over it was and the problem is it was never our service so i have no right, information right. i have no, no information i don't have a i don't have a a, a passcode i don't have anything and, and, then also, the house uh, and then also steve brinks doesn't even exist anymore Brinks is now like ADP or something like that. Well, huh. Case, when I eventually had Xfinity come out to put the home system in, they uh, they disabled it, I guess. They took out the wires and things like that for Didn't us. you buy your house from Hurricane Schwartz or something like that? No, uh, Luann oh, Khan. Luann Khan. Okay, but there was yeah. an owner in between me and Luann Khan. Okay. It was uh, <laughs> Bicycle Hammer. It was Bicycle Hammer. Uh, hey, I'm going to go to uh, Matt. Hi, Matt. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, what's up, guys? How are you? Good. What's up, buddy? I did something so stupid, I still shake my head to this day. So I had a little leak under my bathroom sink. 
Mm-hmm. So I figured I'd take off that little curve pipe thing. and Yeah, I'd the P-trap. Yeah, there you go. I take it to Home Depot and say, hey, I need a new one of these, and I throw it back on. So I I get a couple wrenches, and I take it off, and then I gather all my tools together. And I had all this grime all over my hands from taking it off, so I figured, oh, I'll wash my hands real quick. I washed my hands in the sink that I just took that damn <laughs> Dude, Matt, my dad did, did the exact same yes. thing. The exact same thing. Oh, well, I got to wash my hands before I go. Yeah. Why are my feet all wet? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. I felt so stupid, I just shook my head and said, yeah, you're an idiot. Yeah, yeah. You, but just, you, you got to suck it up and take it at that point, man. That's yeah. funny. All right, thanks, Matt. <laughs> of course. Oh it, but you course. don't even think of that. Yeah. I can't have, I can't go. I can't see the fellows at the hardware store see me with dirty hands. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right. Well, anyhow, if you're trying the home improvement thing for the first time uh, during quarantine, make sure you, you research things thoroughly. Yes. YouTube is your friend. And you can you can go step by step and maybe get this stuff done, or call Horizon Services. <laughs> right, right. I'll tell you this. Uh, with again, yes, Horizon. Um, I'll tell you this. The idea of checking it out on on YouTube first to see the complexity level is a good idea because yeah. that'll give you an indicator and be honest with yourself. Yeah, what you can handle. Yeah, and then you'll be fine. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Thank you for the calls. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment and some bizarre file stories that I think you will uh, enjoy and appreciate are on the way. We're also going to have uh, Justin Willman, magician and comedian, on the show. Season three of Magic for Humans is now available on Netflix. We'll be back in just a moment. In these difficult times, MMR reminds you, social distancing doesn't mean you can't still be social. Good morning, my neighbors! Connect with us on your favorite social media platform today. After all, since we're going to be here a while, let's make the best of it together, but safely, because we don't know where your timeline has been. Oh, my God. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Let us take a stroll through the files of bizarreness. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre. Bizarre File. I got some stories for you. We're going to begin with a Florida woman. Haven't had a Florida woman story in a little while. Uh, she kept, apparently, trying to randomly kiss strangers at a local bar, repeatedly called 911 to complain about the business not practicing coronavirus social distancing guidelines. That seems a little bit uh, contradictory, does it not? It's Jordan. I want to kiss you. Uh, police said Audra Adams called 911 a total of five times from Monkey Bar and Grill. It's my favorite place. Which is open <laughs> serving both food and drinks and is allowed under phase one of uh, the reopening of Florida. It's where you go to monkey around. Uh, during the fourth time she called, officers were already at the business. And on the fifth time, officers were speaking to her. Uh, the owner of the bar said Adams... <laughs> was inside trying to kiss random customers. And this was to complain about not practicing social distancing? Exactly. Well, she did after that. So anyhow, after multiple people complained, uh, the owner asked her to leave, but she initially argued and refused until she eventually made her way out the front door. You know you want it. Police said that Adams left the bar but refused to leave the parking lot even after she was told about the trespassing warning, telling officers, I'll sit in the parking lot all night. That's where I live, actually, in the parking lot. When asked about why she called 911 so many times, Adams said the bar was not following health guidelines intended to stop the spread of the coronavirus. 
She was trying to kiss people randomly. She's out of her goddamn mind. I'm going to call 811 to find out where I can take. Uh, police said Adams repeatedly tried to pull away as she was being escorted to the patrol vehicle. She was arrested on a charge of trespassing, disorderly conduct, resisting an officer, and so on. I don't think she's getting this whole thing. Don't no. think she understands it. Yeah. That's our Florida woman. Florida woman. Florida woman. Deputies have arrested a man. Okay. This one's a little nasty, okay? All right, well. In fact, it's very nasty. It's really, really gross. All right. Deputies have arrested a man after they say (laughs) he was caught having sex with a dead woman outside a local homeless shelter. No, no. I kid you not. Wait, hear him out. Hear him out. Hear him out. Officials say they were called just after 4 a.m. Sunday morning after a caller complained that two people were having intercourse on the front steps of the property. When deputies arrived at the scene, they say they found a 55-year-old man in the middle of the act with a woman. After asking the man to get dressed, deputies discovered the woman was unresponsive. Oh, my God. An investigation showed she had, quote, been deceased for some time. Deputies have now charged the man. I didn't know. He's currently being held without bond. I just thought she was a quiet type. Uh, Officials have not yet. I'm very gentle. uh, Officials have not yet released the name of the victim pending notification notification of her next of kin. The cause of death is still under investigation, but officials do not believe it to be foul play. Since when does banging corpses become illegal? So, I don't know, man. Oh, my God. Maybe she just OD'd or something like that. And he just (sighs) is like... My opportunity, yeah. Oh, I he, don't but know. He, she wouldn't have responded to this. Is okay? <laughs> Did yeah. he move her lower lip? It's fine. Yeah. Well, the backyard God. and their at their neighborhood home has been a refuge for the Lago family during the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, but on Friday morning, it rained. Carlos and Carolina Lago said that they were glad it did because. A driver could have killed their 11-year-old daughter and 2-year-old son. Surveillance video shows their toys were inches away from danger. Just after two maintenance workers walked away from the Lagos pool, a driver plowed through the fence. It sounded like an explosion, Lago said. A big explosion. Surveillance video shows the driver was going so fast, the Toyota RAV4 flew over the pool from side to side and destroyed two fences. That's how fast it was. That's such a hazard, yeah. Yeah. Lago's daughter, Sabrina, said that she and her two-year-old little brother loved playing outside, but it was a cloudy morning, so she was inside when she heard the loud crash. Had it been nice out, the kids probably wouldn't have made it. Uh, The woman driving the SUV, uh, when she lost control, crossed the property. Uh, She appeared to have suffered a diabetic shock. Oh. So it was a medical condition that happened. Uh, This comes with great photos, and you're going to have to look them up in order to see this and fully understand. But Saturday evening... The Louisa, Virginia Police Department stated, an arrest has been made. Thank you to the community for all your assistance. So here's what happened on May 6th, 9.35 p.m. Two people arrived at the Sheets in a lifted 2006 black Toyota Tacoma, and they were wearing on their heads (laughs) hollowed-out watermelon rinds with holes cut for the eyes into the store when they proceeded to commit a larceny. They robbed the place with watermelons as masks. Some of the funniest pictures I've ever seen. It's hilarious, but they were serious. It looks like Lego people. Yeah. It it, it was a legit robbery. And they're both wearing watermelons. Yeah. If you know who they are, uh, the police are asking you to contact them. I know those watermelons. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. It looks ridiculous. Doesn't it? It's hilarious. <laughs> a blast at a hash oil factory in Los Angeles has injured 11 firefighters who were caught by a ball of flame as they worked to put out a blaze. 
Oh, man. Uh, the fire shot out of the building and scorched a fire engine across the street when the explosion happened. Some of the firefighters had to run through a wall of flames 30 feet high. Jesus. And wide to escape. Uh, there three, apparently uh, three are in critical condition, but all are expected to survive. All 11 firefighters suffered burns ranging from minor to serious to have been placed on ventilators. So this factory processes hash oil? Yeah, exactly. Uh, some of them were on fire as they ran out of the building oh and they God. ripped off their protective equipment, leaving in leaving it on pavement along with uh, melted helmets. Uh, it appears that butane gas was being used in the process to extract a chemical from cannabis to create hash oil, which is a powerful concentrate. But it's legal in California, so it's a legal yeah. operation. And they uh, obviously wow. had a, uh, a mess up there and nearly killed some people. One last story. Uh, police in Orlando, Florida, are searching for a man who pulled out a gun and pointed it at another shopper in a Publix deli line. Publix is a grocery store chain in Florida. On Saturday evening, on Tuesday, police released new surveillance video of the incident on Twitter. They say a 73-year-old man was waiting in line when he noticed another customer glaring at him. He told police he asked the man if they knew each other, and that's when the man pulled out his gun and pointed it at the man's face. Uh, the man with the gun fled. Police are looking for him. Uh, they'd like anyone with information to contact them. Pretty wild. There you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right. We're going to take a break and come back in a moment. A reminder, Gloucester County Institute of Technology, or GCIT, in Sewell, New Jersey. You're the next school to let us know who the coolest teacher of the year has been. We have a President Steve Coolest Teacher of the Year coffee mug to give to them as a memento. So here's what you do. You text the word teacher. That's it to 39333, and we send you the voting link. So make sure you get to that. And while we are taking a break, let's give away some beverages. We have a case of Sly Fox Alex's Lemon Wheat Ale for Caller 15. It's a refreshing, unfiltered wheat beer brewed with real lemon. One dollar from every case sold benefits Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation for Childhood Cancer. And you can also order your favorite bites and brews at slyfoxbeer.com. Available for pickup at Sly Fox locations. We'll be back in just a moment. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Steven Singer is giving a portion of all Gold Roses sold to support local restaurants by catering meals for essential health care workers. I hate Stevensinger.com. As we ease back into life bit by bit, Acme wants to help you reconnect bite by bite. When doors start to open, when parks are filling with laughter again, and you can reconnect with family and friends over food, Acme will be there with you every step of the way. For birthdays and barbecues, parties and picnics, and of course, down the shore. Celebrate life together with Acme, your favorite local supermarket, and the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I was just smiling at Casey because I realized you like to uh, you like to hit the button on your pen with your forehead. Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> I never noticed that before. So he's about to write something. Yeah, yeah. And instead of using his thumb, he just goes tink, bangs it up against his forehead. It was well, Is that a regular went, thing. Yeah, okay. uh, because I'm already holding the pen in writing position. Ah, uh, so I'm already gripping it that way, and right. it would just take too much. Time effort to, to regrip it to get right. to my thumb. I never noticed that before. It's like <laughs> you got a high as, pressure job. Yes. As Kathy was wrapping up the traffic, <laughs> I just see him go bang like in, on his head, and I'm like, oh, I thought you were just hitting yourself. No, 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 no. I do just, my chin. Hmm. You do it on your chin. Yep, occasionally. Right. Yep. Hey, real quick, couple of shout outs, and Kathy, you're going to be very proud of me. 
Both of these are Whoa. for today. Yeah! Look at you. Uh, and they're big ones, too. This says, hey, my boyfriend's a huge fan of your show, and May 19th is his 50th birthday. Wow. Uh, his name is Craig B. Bellick. And I was wondering if you could do a birthday shout-out for him since I was, wasn't was really able to plan a big bash for him due to this COVID-19 fiasco. He would absolutely love that. Thanks. Best regards. That is from uh, Candace Bonnard. So here we go. CBB. And by the way, maybe maybe these uh, these restrictions have been kind of nice so you don't have to plan a big 50th birthday party yeah, if right? you're the person who has to plan those things. Honestly, if you are really not that committed, not that much in love, and not a no, good not gift getter... That. It's really, it's an out for you. <laughs> I kind of disagree. I kind of feel like you have to go now above and beyond. Maybe you don't have yeah, to do a big you can, party. You but can you procrastinate to... a little bit and you put can. it off. Yeah. So what did you so, do for Mother's Day? I actually, I, I failed for the first time in a long time. I, I um get out of here. I, I laid an egg on, on Mother's Day what? this year. Yeah. But it was yeah, a great is, opportunity is it... to up your game. No, yeah. it's because you were too worried about buying your own sneakers. No, I, I had, was there, Kath, and I, I, I said, is that for your wife? You were like, no, it's for me. Yeah, I had already had those. Um, <laughs> no, no, I don't know. I just, I, listen, I don't really need to get into it. My wife wasn't upset. She doesn't hold anything against me. But, like, normally I like to do a little bit more. And, like, I don't know. I just, I kind of, I, I blew it. Yeah. So, right, I some, years, some years are going to be better than others. Yeah. So As they say, Preston, it. sometimes you get the bear and sometimes the bear gets you. That's right. All right, and then the other shout out on Tuesday, my wife Jessica and I will be celebrating the thirtieth our thirtieth wedding anniversary. Wow! We had originally planned to go back to West Virginia where we first met, but obviously those plans have been on hold. Naturally, the second best way to celebrate this uh, would be an anniversary shout out. Uh, and uh, this is from Brett. He goes on to say, "The last thirty years have featured uh, the typical ups and downs of married life. We raised two fine sons who are both married and starting their own families. We have two grandchildren, two more on the way, and a grand dog. Oh my God! All of whom we love to spoil. And I'd appreciate if you'd send a shout out to Jessica Wells, my bride of thirty years. She's a great partner and friend. So here you go. Thirty years. You know what a though? For you in a in a way, Preston, with us, and to your point, Casey, this makes you appreciate the things that really matter in this COVID situation. Yeah. The gifts, the gifts, yeah, and not getting them, yes, <laughs> and and that you 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 you're getting boned out of gifts. That's what really matters. So yesterday was my mom and dad's anniversary, and so I could tell my mom was a little bit upset. So oh. she and I ate dinner together. My uh, my family was uh, they were down the shore, and so I sat down and I said, "Tell me about your wedding day. I don't know anything about your wedding day." So, like, take me through the day, the morning, the noon, the night, and all that sort of stuff. She looked at you and said, what, are you a cop? <laughs> no, but it was nice. Oh, that's nice. It that's was really a nice, nice way for her to, I, I think, relive it. So That yeah. is special. Yeah. That's and, great. And you wouldn't yeah. have had that if you'd been all buying some sort of gift or something. Yeah, if I was biting light-up shoes or something like that. Right, Kath? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> did you learn about anything interesting? Uh, yes. I, as a matter of fact, I did. Because when my mom, and the funny thing, my dad, you know, when he passed away, he was a, he was a Catholic deacon. But when my mom and dad got married, uh, he was not Catholic. He was actually raised Baptist. And, and she so, was a nun. And she was a nun. I do actually, I know people who, uh, yeah. she was a nun first, and then she found love, and now they're married. Right, yeah. But That's that, another story. That was not my, my mom's story. No. But what I found out about the actual wedding ceremony, and I didn't know you could do this, they got married in a Catholic church, but without a mass. Okay. Because oh. he's because he's not Catholic. And um, so, they, they, so they wouldn't allow it? I don't necessarily know if they wouldn't allow it. They just didn't do it, and so. But the priest, um, he he presided over the wedding, and they just didn't have a mass along with. I it. would like to. Yeah, I, I need to ask. My, I know a little bit about when my my dad married my mom, mm-hmm. uh, but I, that's actually a good thing to do. That's a wonderful thing to do to spend some time and find out about 
you know, that history that uh, we, we just, you know, we take it for granted. The other thing is, so they got married at, at 3 o'clock because back in that day, back in 1968, they weren't allowed to get married in a Catholic church after 3 o'clock. It was 3 o'clock was like the cutoff. Yeah. And that was before Vatican II. You know anything about Vatican II, Electric Steve? Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo. I'm like, I don't even know what Vatican II is. And, I, I do, yeah. It, uh, yeah, it was the revision to the uh, yeah. yeah to the big overhaul. Yeah, so this is pre-Vatican II. changed all the parking rules and things like that. So I learned about Vatican II a little bit. And then, uh, so Vatican there was, there was like four hours between reception and uh, a, the wedding ceremony and reception. So they drove from Philadelphia, where the wedding was, to Media, Delaware County, Kind of had some dinners and drinks at the townhouse, which isn't there anymore. It's gone. It's gone now. Uh, and then they went back for the reception. And my Uncle Bob, he was there, which is so funny because Bob is a successful lawyer at this point. He was their chauffeur. And he decided to be their chauffeur. Okay. And then they went to the Poconos for their honeymoon. They did a honeymoon in the Poconos. Mm-hmm. Did they screw while they were in the honeymoon? I did not uh, ask my mother ask that. that. No, I, and God, Mom, please. I hope you're not listening right now. I we would you, assume I, they yeah, should. Probably, yeah, yeah. I mean, are you kidding me? I'm, it's yeah. a wedding night. <laughs> probably in the limo. <laughs> With Bob. With Bob driving. Oh, my With Bob. God. Hey, <laughs> two, calm down back there. <laughs> Mom, I'm sorry about no, that. No, that didn't happen at all. I don't know why I didn't expect that to Go in that direction. But well, yes. your mom has had sex several times. It's okay. Yeah, five times. At yes. least five times. Yes. Five times. So it's, that's it. It's all right. We do know of five times for sure. <laughs> that's over now. <laughs> hey, Casey, my uh, my grandfather passed away in 2000, and uh, he, he led a great life. He was a really interesting man. And before he passed, in probably 97 or 98, my two brothers sat down with an old uh, video camera and interviewed him for about an hour and just talked to him about his life. And it's one of the most treasured memories my family has and, and this memento that with the family has now because they just took the time to record it. And I, I think that I should do the same with my parents. And it's just something that if you don't do it now, you may never get the chance to do it again. So I'm, I'm glad you got to do that with your mom. It's a great idea. In fact, there's, there's, um, uh, there's a, a Fred Willard did a thing, a, a eulogy. Uh, that's actually really oh, yeah. touching ab- about this, about giving a eulogy and, and also encapsulating your life. He did this years ago on a show called Fernwood Tonight. It's, I think it's appropriate to this. All right, here we go. Remember me, remember me when I have passed away. Remember that I lived and died as you will too one day. If I can write these few short lines, it will not be in vain. If after I am dead and gone, you still recall my name. Remember me. I think it's well, well, Jerry, that's actually, actually, uh, that's actually very pretty. Who wrote it? Who wrote it? Oh, I don't know. Who knows? It's an old poem. Probably some old guy dead and gone. That's great. Uh, So, so Nick, I uh, so I'm talking to my mom, and she's giving me all this information, and she's like, you know, you need to like keep this uh, information and, and and carry it forward. And I said. Why are you not telling my older brother about this? He's the one that actually remembers things, yeah. you know, because she has told me things. And I'm like, OK, what was this guy's name again? I made love to Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> Kathy's dad and Casey's mom have that in That's common? What? Rock stars back in the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> I, what? <laughs> I also found out that, oh, man. Okay, uh, so my uh, aunt... remember that I'm going to have to say a joke about it before you let it out. Yeah. Well, uh, I, well, listen. Uh, so, so my aunt was married a couple times, and what I found out was that her um, initial husband is actually one of the winningest basketball coaches in like uh, this area's uh, history, okay. of, like of all time. You know, so like you have Herb McGee, right, Nick? 
Uh, and this guy's like right behind Herb McGee. And I'm like, N- I had no idea that that guy even existed. And that Who he's related coach to you? For? Yeah, well, I mean, not Is by... Is he the current coach of Villanova? No, not by blood, but by but by marriage, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was like, what? Wow. Yeah. Who, who did he coach for? Uh, Franklin and Marshall. Okay. For like 40 years or something like okay. that. Okay. Yeah. So not necessarily a family secret, but uh, some family history that's pretty I mean, notable. Probably Come in here and lock the door. <laughs> yeah. I have something to tell you. Yeah. If you go to the Poconos, there are flying squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> not between us two, okay? Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, I had to find that out from my father-in-law. Thanks a lot, Mom. <laughs> I went my whole life, and I didn't know about flying squirrels in the Poconos or rattlesnakes, to tell you the truth. Uh, well, I think the idea of sitting down to, to the next point and everything, you know, um, to, to, I should do that. My my dad has told us a lot about, you know, the his uh, his life. He's 95 this year. Yeah. Um, so, um, But honestly, know your audience. And, Mom, you really should be telling Dave because I won't remember right. half of this From, stuff. Okay. Yeah. I should ask my parents, but they hate each other. So that would be very <laughs> It was horrible. <laughs> I wanted to slit his throat. Were they, so for all your life, do you remember, and you said, and I think you're very candid about it, uh-huh. you're like, you were thrilled when they announced they were. They were oh, yeah. Because there was. Well, like, it's about time. You guys have hated each other for years. Are all your <laughs> memories of them uh, contentious? No. Okay. No, no, not yeah, at yeah. all. No, just uh, towards the the end of it. And, <laughs> right, yeah. And it was like, can you guys just... <laughs> Get divorced. Leave each other alone. It's like the parent trap in reverse. Get divorced. Yeah, please. <laughs> please. How old were you? Were you older? When they got divorced? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was... Um, like I think I graduated high school oh, shortly sure okay. after that. Yeah, so the, and oh, they and they held on for the kids. That's what they did. They oh. held on. <laughs> kids, kids pick up on it, especially at that age. Oh you, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not you're not hiding anything. Oh, it's so funny. Even like when my my wife and I bicker because we really don't fight. Like my wife and I get along great, but you know we bicker about things, and it's almost like it's like play. It's like a little bit like it's sport. Right. And my, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> no, but when my daughter's there, we're like. This isn't real. Like yeah. we're not actually fighting. If you, if you know, if this were real, you would really, you would know, right? You right. know, it would be like that time in Ocean City where I heard that guy five, six, seven houses down. Don't you disrespect me? I was like, that. That's that, a fight. That is a fight. Yeah. Yeah. What we're oh doing is play. God, our neighbors, our neighbors used to go outside in our old house. Oh, oh my God! Too? They would fight and and they'd go outside because they had kids. Aww. And Rochelle and I would be like, "They're at it again. They're at it again." And we'd sit at the window and how, see what we could hear them fighting. How, if outside. you can hear it across a yard and a half, yeah, how yeah. do they think the kids in that house don't hear it? Ah, yeah. they probably put the TV on, set them down somewhere, and it's like outside now. You know what I mean? So. All right, I'm gonna put on Dream Theater. We're gonna go out in the back. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know my mom was late to her wedding. Was she? Okay. Why? Yeah. I, you know what? It, well, you you saying that, Case, I now want to sit she down. She was and, banging Joe Cocker. <laughs> no, and get, and get the full story. Just Case, getting one last my one in. My mom is late for everything. Really? Everything in life my mother is late for. And uh, so that's why the story originally came up years and years ago, probably when I was high school. She to- In high school, yeah. She, but she said she was late to the wedding, and my dad got nervous, and he didn't know she was coming. Wow. wow. Okay. Well, he had fallbacks, clearly. Yeah, he was all right. <laughs> yeah. So I found out my that my little brother, uh, who was the last born, he was two or, or actually four days before he was born, he was breached. So he was like straight up, feet down. Mm. Yeah. And that was on a Monday. 
And then on Wednesday, he flipped himself around. And my mom was telling me that he was, she was sitting on the couch and she, he just kept kicking and kicking and kicking. And I, I you know, obviously have never had a. He hum- engaged the explosive bolts. Well, dude, that's, to me, that's pretty crazy that, yeah, you is. know, um, you know, because potentially that this is, uh, um, you know, it's sort of like a life or death situation. And this, this living little thing inside her belly turned itself around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she witnessed it while she was just sitting on the couch. As another thing I learned yesterday. That's cool. Sp- spending of- some time. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting to find out, you know, stories about your, your parents or your family and, and uh, see maybe something that, you you know, here you are. And uh, you know, well along in life, and yeah. these are things that you never knew about, and maybe there's a time when uh, when they can open up. About because it. you often will question your decisions and where you are in life, and 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 then if you can see that the people that you've held, you know, not that you, now you want to tear them down, but you see there's a commonality to life experiences. Yeah, you know, my mom was at arre- one time had sex with a, one of the stars <laughs> of Woodstock. Mm-hmm. My mom got arrested once. I'm sure she doesn't want me telling this story. What'd she do? Uh, she was like 13 years old and they were in an abandoned house. It almost like doesn't count. Yeah. You know what I mean? But she, she shot uh, somebody. She did not shoot somebody. No, it, that was her friend. This is flour. It's not coke. <laughs> she got rid of the gun, but... Uh... <laughs> This is baking flour. It's not Coke. Uh, you, you effed up. So wait a minute. Uh, she was 13 and was in an abandoned house? She Yeah, she and I believe it was like two or three of her girlfriends. Uh, actually, one was a cousin and then a couple of friends. They were all, there was an abandoned house in the neighborhood. And they went in. They were yeah, like sure. just walking were around. Yeah. Come on, just lay down in the pentagram. <laughs> and uh, like arrested or detained? Well, uh, no. Well, they were put in the paddy wagon, brought to the police station, and, and her dad had to come and get her. No From kidding. a Mexican prison. From a Mexican prison. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I was never arrested. Nice. I thought it was her. Not uh, yet, at least. Mrs. Casey's mother. <laughs> that, was, that was her uh, her rebellious side, I guess. I guess so. I mean. Oh, you... that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a sort of a yeah, trespassing that's... thing. That's, that's common. Yeah. I, well, anyhow, well, that was interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I was uh, just curious. You were that. totally going somewhere else, and I derailed that one. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. It sounded, uh, it was something interesting, so I wanted to know more about it. But in the meantime, I have some stories from the world of cuisine. Oh. That means, yep, we got it. Rears is ugly but tasty head again. <laughs> we're all looking for comfort, and comfort food is the rule of the day. We are. With the casa! <laughs> we're going to lead with this, Steve. You send me over an article, and I'm going to touch on this be- because it's, it's not very good. It was uh, 10 fictional foods to consider making with what you got in your pantry. And these fictional foods were for like TV shows and movies right. and things like that. I read through it. It's not It's, it's not okay. Yeah. But some yeah. of the things, for example, uh, one of the things I did see that they were eating in The Lord of the Rings, that, that bread. Yes. And uh, I, I wonder if there's actual... Um, you know, Lambert's one of the things that, is that what it's called? Right, right. Well, yeah. yeah. But one of the things that comes to mind immediately is if you go to Universal, the 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 the, the butterbeer. Yeah. Butterbeer is um is there in, is it alcohol in, in the Harry it... Potter No. Oh, okay. In the Not... Harry Potter books, Nick, do they specifically explain what is in butterbeer? That's a good question. I don't think that they get into the ingredients. I think it's just something that they go and have when they go to the Hogsmeade, which is that place away from Hogwarts campus. Case you might be able to get it spiked there. I'm not 100 percent sure, but okay. where we bought it, you could either get it hot or cold. Uh, we found the hot was actually tastier than the cold. I thought personally. What does it's it just taste like, like? Frothy sugar in a cup. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of so like sweet. that. It's super duper sweet. It's got a buttery taste to it, as you would imagine. But Steve, so they indicate in this in this uh, article that you sent over 
uh, uh, Lembus bread. Uh, it said, if we're being completely honest with ourselves, it's probably just pita with a bit of elf dandruff. <laughs> uh, and said, even if you got, uh, even if all you've got is mostly dead yeast, water, salt, and flour, uh, this is something that you can definitely make. And all the recipes are like that. They're just kind of like, eh, just throw these things together and you might get it. So. It, okay. it, it looks it looks oddly good, though. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, when Samwise is eating it, it looks it, like he's loving it. It looks a little bit, and my buddy Will could tell you because he's a Civil War reenactor and there's some type of ration that they gave out in the Civil War right. that looks similar to this. And you could... Use it for a variety of things. You could eat it for breakfast and make it into a, a, a mush of some a mush of some type. Or does it look a little shortbreadish? Yeah, look, this looks yeah. a little bit like shortbread, but that kind of reminds me a little bit of what whatever that was. If you're a reenactor and you know what I'm talking about, you can text over what that is. My buddy came over one time before I had kids, and we made something that uh, if I was say it that, from a movie, no, it was from a TV show. Okay, um, and so tell me if you can name the TV show. We made burger dogs. Yeah, it's from the Cosby Show. Yeah, yeah. So we made uh, a bacon burger dogs, and they never—I don't think on the show ever really said what it was, but you—you you just sort of assume that it's hot dogs and hamburgers. So together. actually, um, the—I think it's—I think it's White Dog Cafe had a a, a burger for a while. Uh, may still have it. That that is that's it, there's ground up hot dog in the burger. Delicious. Yeah, Irvine told me to do that years right. ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, t- you take a, a piece of bacon and you take a hot dog and you process it and then you mix that in with the uh, the ground beef and yeah. it gives you a fattier, more flavorful uh, hamburger. <laughs> well, that's it. Listen, Just what you need, right? When you want, when you want a good hamburger, Fat. if it tastes good, yeah. it's fatty. Yeah. That's, that's, that's where all the, the flavor comes from. Uh, so, yeah, there's some other stuff like... Um, um, from Futurama, Bachelor Chow, uh, a lot of the stuff I don't know. Carol's Cookies from The Walking Dead. Uh, what What do they say that is? What do they come close to on that as far as an approximation of Carol's Cookies? Because that was a uh, an interesting thing. It says here, if you're trying to be strictly canon, Carol's Cookies from The Walking Dead are meant to be fashioned out of acorns and beets, which is to say <laughs> they're probably nasty as hell, but you excuse <laughs> it because you're in the midst of a full-on apocalypse. Because people aren't yet eating each other, you don't have to bake that struggle into the cookies in the same way Carol did. It's more like, more than likely you'll have more than a few ingredients lying around to make your take on them much, much more delicious. And that's all that it adds. So the, really tell you. The uh, Soylent Green is in there. You remember Soylent If you've seen the movie, Soylent Green, it, it, I'm going to give it away. It, 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 they, it, it turns out that it's, uh, you know, the, the population's out of control and it's people. So they're processing dead bodies into these into these crackers, but in the movie, uh, and it, it kind of looks like kale chips to me. Uh, it says here, in theory, homemade Soylent Green, the original Soylent, and not the stuff that optimization obsessed like to pretend tastes good, could be some sort of unleavened baked cracker situation, but given the circumstances, the goal should be something relatively calorie-dense that is square-shaped and vaguely green. You could get away with using an old box of cake mix with some dye tossed in for effect. But the real flex would be figuring out a way to work some blended frozen spinach into your batter. Uh, that might be interesting. Yeah. All Sounds right. disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds repulsive. Um, I do like kale chips. Uh, yeah, kale chips are good. I agree with that. Um, let's see. So it's not so good. It's okay. They're, just, they're telling you to make it up yourself. Yeah, essentially. Uh, yeah, yeah. Rat so bastards. in uh, Matrix, uh, the gruel that they eat. Yeah, yeah. what is that crap? In, in, in the one guy, uh, what's his name, Mouse, he calls it t- uh, tasty wheat or thinks it tastes like tasty wheat. Uh, it says, got some chia seeds that you're never going to use, old oatmeal, cornmeal you don't know what to do with, mix it in with milk, and there you go. No. 
<laughs> I'm not having that. Yeah, it's kind of exactly. like uh, what RoboCop eats, right? Like RoboCop basically. It's like a paste, like yeah. A pasty baby paste hole. Yep. <laughs> By the way, I flipped on RoboCop 3 was on the other day. Didn't even know they made RoboCop 3. Yeah. And uh, started watching that for a moment. Never get that time back again. <laughs> you know who that Apparently guy is? RoboCop flies at the end. So. Yeah, yeah. And it looks horrible That's when it does fly. Out. It looks terrible. Yeah. That guy is the guy who's the lead in the movie Thinner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's not Peter Weller or whatever? No, no, no. He was only in the first movie, right? He was no, in the first he was in the second. Yeah. yeah, that's right. All right, anyhow, uh, I do have some other things from the file of the connoisseur. Or from the connoisseur. Or, or. Let's do this. Uh, Grubhub. Uh, this study was from about a month ago, but still relevant today. We were talking about Grubhub uh, yesterday. Uh, breakfast dishes, apparently. Uh, were most in demand. Interesting. And, I, is, is it, have they noticed a uh, a market increase because of uh, more people working from home and, and needing that meal in the yeah, morning? I guess so. Yeah. I mean, but breakfast is the easiest of all meals to make. Yeah. How do you make really cereal? Yeah. Even I can cook breakfast. Yeah, you can you can cook an egg, you know, I can cook eggs, toast. pancakes, yeah. Yeah, that stuff's easy. But apparently people were ordering out. And uh, uh, sales of the following items most uh, increased most significantly. So the increase, the most uh, item, breakfast item from Grubhub was sausage, egg, and cheese croissants, uh, an increase of 316%. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Now, for breakfast, brisket burgers were up 144%. Who's got brisket burgers? Uh, sausage, egg, and cheese biscuits were up 130. I guess this isn't all breakfast, breakfast stuff, so, yeah. but, but the breakfast was up the most, 136%. Chicken Caesar salad was up 125%, and donuts up 112%. Uh, they also offered data by region as well. To me, if you're going to Grubhub Donuts, you've just, you basically have cashed in at that point. Yeah. Like, just, just go get your donuts. Hit the drive-thru. Yeah, yeah. You can do that. In the Northeast, uh, deliveries for mac and cheese increased 216%. Yeah. While in the Med- Midwest, orders for sausage, egg, and cheese burritos increased 250%. Huh. In the South, uh, deliveries for burrito bowls increased at 298%. And in the West, orders for sausage, egg, and cheese biscuits Increased two hundred and five percent. So, with Memorial Day weekend coming up, are you gonna, you're going to barbecue? Obviously, right? Yeah. And what, what's what's your item? What are you going to go to? I don't know. We had uh, we had lamb last night. That was really good. Uh, but slaughter it yourself. That's a damn good question. No, we didn't. We uh-huh. didn't. We didn't do the killing. Because I know you keep some lamb. The screaming know, of the lambs. Ah! Um. I. You know what? I have not put together a menu yet. What we've been doing lately, corn is back in season. Oh, thank God. Corn on the cob and doing that on the grill is just, it's one my family loves it. Uh-huh. So we'll definitely be doing that and my, my famous potato packets. Ooh. Wait, what is that again? Saturday night, Preston, the potato packet. Yep. They're the best. Yeah, so, I did, did tinfoil and I added um, sweet potatoes this time around ooh. and uh, a little bit of um, mixed greens from the from the garden just to give it a little bit of color. But it turned out great. And the secret ingredient, as you pointed out, lots of butter. Lots of butter. So, Casey, it's real simple. You, you uh, uh, chop up some uh, potatoes, you know, cubed, small, fairly, yeah. fairly small pieces. Uh, you add butter, salt and pepper. I put a little garlic salt in there as well. Uh, you can put actual garlic in there, pretty, a lot of what, whatever you want, and then you uh, wrap it in foil. Okay. Mm-hmm. Make it like a packet yeah. out of it, and you throw it on the grill. I, I crank it up to about, you know, 450 degrees. 
uh, 400 between 4 and 450. And then every five minutes, I turn it over uh, for a total of 20 minutes, and it comes out perfect every time. And I put onions in there, too. Fantastic. Okay. You, put, you could put meat in there, too, if you wanted, I guess? Not really. I, no? Well, no. I mean, can you put milk in there? Not with the potatoes. <laughs> uh, but you, you can cook, cook meat in foil. Okay. Uh, but you got to grill. You don't want to do that. Yeah, uh, what kind of idiot does that? Well, uh, fish crack, you can Cracker Barrel does it. And so they have these, these tinfoil meals that... Normally, when I go to Cracker Barrel, I get the the breakfast. I would like the tin foil meal, please. I I guess I think they call it like campfire dinner, or campfire meal, whatever. Okay. And it's all all of it is within tin foil, and Interesting. it tastes so good. Nick, yeah, with Preston, with with grilling the meat, the potato packet takes longer. So if you're going to put that on the grill, like because we did steaks on Saturday night as well, and so you put the grill, I mean the uh, potato packet on the grill for at least five or six minutes more and longer than the meat. Oh, you can do it a half hour ahead of time. And, yeah. and if you don't don't open the foil, it stays hot. Yeah. I, I will do, and I do the same thing with, uh, with corn in the husk. I leave it in the husk. I just wrap it in foil, throw it on, same thing, every five minutes rotate it uh, for 20 minutes, and then you can leave it in that foil for an hour, and it'll still be hot. So that you make well in oh. advance. That's out of the way. It doesn't Part one of the things that I'm really good at is having everything come together oh. and finish at the same time. No, you're, I'm eating like seven different meals. It's like okay, <laughs> the meat's ready now. Oh, meat's ready. No, no, no you got five gotta... minutes of vegetables. <laughs> All right, you got to do a little math ahead of time. Biscuits yeah. are done, and uh, and then you then then you you go in order. Everybody, right. come on, the biscuits are on. Come <laughs> on. All right, time for dessert. <laughs> Mid meal dessert. <laughs> <laughs> Mid meal. <laughs> we made. Last night, Casey, we made uh, asparagus, and it's the way you want it. Really? And I took pictures to show you the steps. You're also... It's so easy. You were supposed to give me some of that pie. Remember the pie your son made? It didn't... We'll, we'll make another one. Okay. We'll make another one. It didn't last page. the weekend? No. It was yeah, so we'll, good. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get back to you on that. So, All right. Anyhow, uh, so, yes, grilling this weekend, and maybe we'll do a more extended uh, uh, look at that as we get closer. I think this, if you, again, if you're going to do try to do home repair and stuff like that during this deal, if you got the grill, so we have our grill. We're going to try to take it out a little bit more this year. We didn't get to do it, you know, got our uh, Sequoia, wonderful uh, Weber grill. It was voted the number one burger grill, the particular one that we got. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, honestly, I found, at least it seems to me, it's hard to F up barbecuing right you have to go um well like yeah i mean no yeah it's it, listen you I mean, can you, you anybody can do it right. that's the thing anybody can do it it takes a little time and effort to learn the temperatures and how often you rotate things and and stuff like that but yeah it's easy i, I, I was barbecuing some frozen dinners oh. man you're good <laughs> um do you want me to get like a grill master on you want me to get like gary grill master lauer on uh to give us a <laughs> we'll talk i've got some plans one more story all right <laughs> All right, uh, drinking... Turn on the grill. (laughs) Drinking coffee can make life a little sweeter. Uh, Goddamn right. Harris University researchers found that coffee makes you more sensitive to sweetness. Uh, The lead researcher said when people were tested after drinking coffee... Uh, they became more sensitive to sweetness and less sensitive to bitterness. I love sweetness. <laughs> it's probably some of the bitter substances in the coffee that create this effect. In other words, drinking coffee with some dark chocolate will likely make the chocolate taste slightly sweeter than usual. So here's what I do. I do uh, I do the uh, dark chocolate-covered blueberries, three or four of those, with my evening <laughs> cup of coffee. Uh, it's not coffee. It'll Your be tea. tea. Yeah. 
and it's delicious. So here's what I have. And then I draw a bath. I put some Calgon beads in it. Mm. I light some voted candles, and I slit my wrist. With my with my coffee. It's just like The Godfather, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, with with my coffee, Rochelle has bought these things. They sell them at Costco. They are they're crepes, sort of. Okay, so they're the. the I can't believe they're crepes. The the crepe egg material, I guess, but it's something a little bit different than that. And inside of them uh-huh. uh, is Nutella, essentially. Aha! Mm. Uh-huh. I Wait, would be lying if they, I didn't say come, I have wood. They come individually wrapped. Crispy crepes? Nope. They're they're kind of light and chewy. Ooh. And they they go perfect with a cup of coffee. Mwah! Mwah! Would uh, you get them at Costco? Get some at Costco. All right, I'm going to look at them. I'm going to look look this up. Yeah, look those up. I think they might be just called chocolate crepes. I'm not 100 okay. percent sure. Do you know what I love? What the uh, the cocoa or the uh, they're the 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 sticks with the um, I don't know what the hell you call them, but they've got the the chocolate sort of. Uh, different types of chocolate and Nutella, and then they're like little mm. like the, pixie like, sticks, but they're made of like. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like a cookie uh, yeah. thing filled with. You know what uh, I'm about? Yeah, it yeah. looks like a straw. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Cat, did you sweet. find them? Mm, is it? Would it be a milk chocolate crepe? I think that might be it. No. So I thought it was Nutella, uh, but anyway, I'll, I'll look that up and find it. But that's really good. So I'm coffee sweet. can enhance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a little sweet. <laughs> Um, <laughs> coffee can enhance uh, the sweetness. Wait, so, uh, purulines, is that what they're called, Steve? Yes. Yeah. Oh, they're so good. And, mm. and you sit down and you say, you just, I'm going to have just have 50 or 60. Right. Uh, so, anyhow, uh, we need to wrap it up because we've got a guest oh. coming up. So, I want to do that That's very That's been it for the connoisseur. We took a cruise through the food section and had a great time. Picked up some great ideas for Memorial Day. We'll see you back soon. That's right. <laughs> You started with shard outs. I just want to do a quick shard real quick. His birthday. Uh, if you guys remember Wendy, who was in our first uh, Survive Survivor yes, contest. Yeah. Today's Wendy's birthday. Happy hey. birthday, Wendy. Happy birthday, Wendy. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We will come back in mere moments. And we're going to have Justin Wilman on. Magic for Humans is his show on Netflix. We'll come back in a sec with him. Stay there. Small businesses are the backbone of our local communities. And right now, they could use our help. Introducing WMMR's Operation Shop Local, encouraging you to buy a gift card from your local business to use in the future. But the cash you spend helps the business right now during a rough time. You can also make a difference patronizing businesses, offering home delivery or curbside pickup. If you run a local business, go to WMMR.com and list your business in our directory of available goods and services. Operation Shop Local is a free service. WMMR is promoting this local business directory for our listeners to review and support when possible. We're all in this together. A message in the community interest from the Beasley Media Group and WMMR. So uh, our next guest is uh, no stranger. He's been to the studio here a couple of times, I yes. believe, and uh, has wowed us uh, with some illusions, and he's just he's a fun, cool guy, and uh, he's appeared in comedy clubs in the region, and now has the third season of his show on Netflix, which is available, and it is called Magic for Humans. There's some great stuff in there. Please welcome... Uh, Justin Wilman. Yeah. Hey. Justin, good morning, sir. How you, I miss seeing you in person. How you doing? I do too, man. Uh, we're doing well. How about yourself? I am doing well. I'm doing well. I'm glad you mentioned a second ago it was Tuesday because I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, right. that is the dilemma. We mm-hmm. we uh, we've told people, and it's it's kind of the the nature of what we've been doing that our, that our, our our normal routine hasn't shifted much because we are coming into work. But for so right. many people who are, you know, working from home or whatever the situation is, uh, yeah, that, that sense of time tends to evaporate. 
it's a weird thing. You know, I've never been home as much, I think, since I was like a child. And my wife did not sign up for this. You know, it's a lot of Justin. It's a lot of me in her face trying to just do magic in the living room. And she's like, babe, you, we, we got to get this tour happening again. So Wait. working on it. Where is home? home in L.A. In L.A., okay. In L.A., yeah. yeah. We've got a one-and-a-half-year-old, though. So that is a blessing because he's amazing and we're getting all this quality time. And he kind of takes you out of your your funk uh all day every day well, let know? me ask you i know i know you you as a, as a kid you actually attended like a magic school in, in st louis right well yeah i you know in, in st louis there's no like legit hogwarts or anything yeah. but there was a uh kind of a magic shop well it was, it's kind of a adult novelty store that had a magic counter oh yeah so, so like bachelorette party supplies most most is mostly what they Old, but then they had a magic counter. So it was an awkward experience going in there with your mom. But I would go in there weekly and, uh, yeah, and learn the tricks of the trade. All right, Justin, and, I'm from, uh, I'm from St. Louis. Where where was that? Uh, it's called Gibbles, down in the landing. On the landing? No, I never went on to Gibbles. Landing. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, near the old uh, spaghetti factory. Sure, I know exactly there. where that yeah. is. So, but so then I would go to these magic meetings, you know, in church basements and Denny's. <laughs> Looking back, it's, it's a very creepy thing that my parents would just drop me off. <laughs> well, it's cool to encourage you, but that, that's where a lot of those, yeah. I mean, the magic places, like I remember I used to go, to, they were like slash, it was always something slash magic shop. So it'd be like you exactly. said, like like there'd be, like part of it would be like a Spencer's, like you said, with the with the, uh, with the penis straws and like like stuff for bachelorette parties. <laughs> exactly, and the other black part, light posters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, but I wanted to know with a one year old, can you? Because they say like kids take to language, you know, better at a younger age. Can you teach the physical adroitness, or can you? How quickly before you can indoctrinate a kid into the sleight of hand that a magician needs? Well, that's I've been trying to do that. I've been trying to do these little quarantine magic lessons with my son Jackson, and I maybe it's just that object permanence hasn't been properly established. He doesn't understand that I'm a magician. Uh, he just keeps busting me on my tricks. You know, I'll try to teach him. All right, you're going to pour the water into the cup to make the water vanish, and then he reaches in there and realizes, oh, it's a diaper. So that's how you did it. You soaked up the water with a diaper. And uh, what I'm learning is he's just got better comedy timing than me. So maybe he's got a future as a comedian. I don't know. What? Maybe age three is when when magic skills are, are have a potential, but not now. Yeah, we're watching a video in the studio of you and he doing a trick with him with a disappearing apple, and he does not seem impressed at all. So he does not seem impressed. He just wants to play with the apple. Yeah, you know? <laughs> He's hungry, dude. I saw a video so of a we'll baboon see. seeing a card trick, and the baboon was amazed. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should adopt that baboon. <laughs> so this is the third season uh, for Magic for Humans, and uh, you do. Some some great stuff on there. How many shows per season do you have in there, Justin? Normally we do six episodes a season. This this season we cranked out seven, uh-huh. and I'm really, I'm loving it. Like, you know, season one, we kind of established the format. Season two, you know, we kind of, the show got a little more autobiographical and talking about real-life stuff. And then in season three, we kind of get back to the roots. And, you know, like I go to a nudist colony and do magic naked to get over my fear of performing wow. naked. Uh, and yeah. it's still a family-friendly show. That's the, the real the real challenge of it. We take down the whole influencer culture. You know, we did we shot it like six months ago, so we have a new segment we introduced that we didn't realize would be so uh, cringy now. It's called Close-Up Magic, where I say, hey, you want to see some close-up magic? And then I get about two inches from your face and do a trick. Yeah. And uh, couldn't do that now. 
so time stays. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's good to see stuff like that, though. It, re- it reminds us of, I mean, maybe after this, you won't be two inches away from people when you do it. But at least, uh, you know, we'll hopefully get to a point where there's a little bit more of a... Uh, uh, of a, uh, a normalcy. And anyway, seeing this is just cool because the, the illusions, your own personal style, and I was um, reading an interview with you and um, talking about your influences, and it seems like an interesting thing. I know David Copperfield was a big influence, but Harry Anderson was as well, correct? Harry, yeah, Copperfield was kind of like one of these guys who he's just a superhero. When you see him as a kid, you're like, oh, wow. And it introduces you to the idea of magic in general. But then as you figure out like who your personality lends itself to, who your persona is, Harry Anderson was a huge influence. I remember, you know, watching Night Court and loving it, thinking it was the greatest show ever, then discovering that he was a legit magician and devouring all his stuff. He just kind of had this, uh, you know, slick. He, you kind of, you know, he's gonna, he, you know, he's lying to you. Yeah. You know, it's all BS, but you love him, and something about that just really uh, endeared myself to him. So. He was a big influence, Penn and Teller as well. Yeah. You know, and uh, something about just the idea of uh, not being some sort of stuffy magician, but just being a guy who knows some crazy stuff and you want to have a beer with and right. uh, maybe go to a nudist colony with. Uh, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nudist colony. Be that guy. Yeah. Hey, exactly. Uh, with with the, the, the magic community, I know um, you guys are aware of each other for the most part, at least the, the, the names. And, and another. A guy who does uh, a show as well as Steve Carbonaro, who kind of pulls pranks on people as well. Are you guys uh, acquainted? Oh, Michael Carbonaro. Or Michael yeah. Carbonaro, I'm sorry. We are acquaintances. I mean, it is such a small world. It's crazy, you know. And, and I think everyone who's up there, you know, he's he's found his uh, niche and, and, you know, does what he does better than anybody. I think we all have a mutual respect for one another. Mm-hmm. But there is there is a lot of competitors, you know. Like, there's... There's, it's just kind of, but it, but it I don't seems know if it's like driven it seems by like, jealousy. But yeah, it's yeah. the comedy community, it's kind of like with magic. There's fewer spots for like to be the guy, you know. But, like but it still comedy, seems, it still seems like there's a lot of room for everybody. You know what I mean, Justin? Because I like watching magic, and and I will gladly seek it out. You know, from others as well. Well, that's what's great. I think these days with so many places you can watch stuff, you know, uh, there's there's room for a bunch of different genres of magic out there. And I feel like it's kind of where we had a heyday, which is a beautiful thing. Well, I think you you definitely have created your own lane. It, it, it would be, you know, you're you're unique. And that that's I think in magic, you were talking about your, you know, the influences, you know, finding your um, magic and comedy voice, two things that you have to sort of figure out. You definitely have your style. I would, I would be able to tell if someone were to describe an illusion or something. I'd be able. To, I, I would know it was you because there, there is a, there is a, a sharp sensibility and a comedic aspect to it um, that that makes it stand out. Um, well, thank you. Yeah, and that, and but Preston's right. I, par, also, part of the joy, and I, I like that you embrace it, like you explained about like the diaper absorbing the water and so on and so forth. Knowing how something is done doesn't make it any less impressive to me. In fact, it makes it more impressive when you know what goes into creating that illusion and you embrace that. Yeah, I, I love that. I feel like people, you know, audiences these days, you, you, they kind of want their intelligence respected a little bit. And with magic, you know, like part of the the, the, the paradox is that you work really hard to make a trick look effortless. But then when you do it, you know, like all the skill is made to look invisible so that it looks like, you know, this guy just leaves the house and all of a sudden magic happens <laughs> versus you see, you see, uh, you know, you see Keith Richards play the guitar. You see those fingers doing incredible things and you're like, oh, wow, this guy's 
really working hard. So with magic, you know, with magic, you try to hide the skill with all these other art forms or great athletes, you know, you can see the skill very visibly. Mm. So I think it's nice sometimes to pull the curtain back, you know, let people yeah. in on just a little bit of it. I feel like you, they, they tend to respect all the, the, you know, the diabolical methods that go into it. <laughs> right. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about that way. You guys hide your actual skill and that is a skill itself. Hey, with uh, the quarantine and all the things that we're coping with and dealing with, like right now I'm wearing around my neck a mask, um, and some people it's, put on gloves. Yeah, I hear it's really useful. It's useful around the neck, I hear, right? <laughs> well, no, I could just I could pull it up when I need to walk out in the hallway. So uh-huh. so I, I put it there for convenience. But have any of these props and things that people have been using on a daily basis inspired you for any uh, illusions in the near future? Yeah, I mean, I've been, you know, doing a lot of these Zoom and Skype interviews and stuff for different uh, talk shows, you know. So I've been doing tricks with masks and, you know, uh, you know, in between in between shoots, I've been sipping some hand sanitizer just to keep a little buzz going. <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It works. It's a lot of alcohol. I find, you know, obviously, like, I like to uh, embrace whatever is in the zeitgeist at the time, but it seems like right now, like, People kind of just want a little escapism, you know? Yes. That's why it's so weird that the timing of the show coming out now is a strange blessing because Magic for Humans, like, I make it to really be just, like, a a happy place, you know? A show you can watch with your kids, with your grandparents, with your buddies, and just kind of zone out a little bit, you know? Obviously, there's always been enough going on in our world lately, but now especially, and I think we just kind of want to remember what normal was like. You know, so Justin, that's yeah, that, 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 that's completely right. I was talking to Casey about America's Funny Home Videos did a did a from home sort of thing, and I was like, oh, I, I love that show. It's it's standard viewing in my house, and but you know what? It, it was like it was all like Corona based stuff, and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I, I wanted the escape of just the regular deal, than rather we spend so much every commercial, everything's immersed in this. Yeah. And you're right to have that distraction to have this hit, and to have and to see you out and about with people and doing stuff like that. Uh, that's that's the diversion you need. So I think that, I think yeah, that you're right. We come out of this. We come out of this with just you know realizing all the stuff we took for granted, you know, and yes. that we kind of appreciate it with a little more zest. In the future, I want. I wanted to ask you too. I think you and Preston share a a common injury. Did you break both your arms at the same time? I did. I did rollerblading. Roller. Oh. So Preston, tell uh, tell Justin your story. I was drunk sliding down a banister. <laughs> oh. Now I, I I was twelve. Were you Were you also twelve? No, I think I was twenty. <laughs> uh, okay. okay. Mm. <laughs> Uh, and but, but my injury led me to become a magician because my doctor recommended card tricks. Same thing for you. Mm. No, I <laughs> learned I learned how to pleasure myself left-handed. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> because well, I didn't I, break I the learned, left one as I bad as the right. Too. I learned that too, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, we both became ambidextrous. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. So, so we got something out of it. Uh-huh. All right. Well, listen, it's the third season. We're glad that uh, the show continues to be successful for you, and we can't wait till we can have you back because you've. Freaked us out in yes. studio with some of the stuff yeah, you've done. Yeah, smashed your phones. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. Red minds. It's always a great time in studio with you guys. So, Absolutely. Well, sure. I, I can't wait to can't wait to be back there in person, two Excellent. inches from your face. Uh, <laughs> magic, magic from humans is is now out on Netflix. Justin, great to hear from you. Take care. All right, man. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. You got it, Justin yeah. Wilman on the show. He's uh, yeah, he's cool. He did he did a. Uh, he did a, a a mentalist thing where we I forgot what we had to put in our minds or whatever, and he took out this gigantic piece of paper that was folded up in a in an envelope, and it, was, it had 
had the words on it. It was wild. You know what they do? And, and uh, I was watching him describe um, the a trick and and uh, or an illusion. And so a lot of times, it's almost like they're saying, "Okay, here's the classic cup trick, and here's a classic card trick, and and this is another like a belt buckle trick." I'm going to take this, rev- do them in this sequence, and yep. tell a story that makes you think this is the thrust of the trick. And this becomes the thrust yeah, of the So right. it's, it's all, it's as much Misdirection. the yeah. execution of each of the little elements as it is the order and the story you're telling. Yeah. I kind of look at like, you know, they're they're like chefs, right? Like if you grab uh, a chef and you, you just give them any cupboard, they can go into the cupboard and kind of make anything. And, and right. these guys, because they have been doing what they've been doing for so long, that uh, they can sort of make anything out of nothing. Right. right? Um, and the, the good ones can. The good ones yeah. can, yeah, yeah. There's probably a lot of terrible magicians out there. But there's a, Penn and Teller do a great job of, of breaking stuff down sometimes because they will sometimes reveal how the trick yeah. is done, and, and they show you the various things like misdirection and manipulation and forcing. There are these different terms that they use mm-hmm. uh, for magic, and even when they're doing that and explaining, here's what I'm doing right now, I still don't all the way get it. It's it's impressive. Well, some of the stuff, like with the uh, with the with the with the uh, depth perception, and if you were to go two inches to the left, you would see the pole that's holding up the floating lady and all that stuff. All those things are are um, you know they're 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 so complex and but seem so easy and they're meticulous. And and him he in particular is is one of the best at doing that. It just because yep. they're illusions that you, you you'll watch during the show and say, like, how in the F is he pulling that off? Yeah, yep, exactly. So it's on Netflix now. Hey, we got a couple of minutes and uh I wanted to I I mentioned to um uh to him about uh, uh the mask I was wearing around my, my yeah, neck yeah. here. Which by the way, I've found myself I kinda like putting this thing on. Yeah. Um I feel kind of superheroish <laughs> okay. uh, when I do it. My, I feel like a badass ninja with mine. So yeah. uh so, did you see? You see my. I right? saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yours is very ninja-like. Yeah, Absolutely. it's very, it's very ninja-like. Yeah. I don't think I want to do it for the rest of my life, but for a little while, oh, yeah, I could do it. I, this, this one that I that I have right now, and I, I can actually put it on and and still talk, and you can you yeah. can hear me okay. Oh, yeah. It's just slightly muffled, but um, not even. Steve, I feel like um, in uh, uh, the Watchmen, the the series on HBO, yeah, yeah. the police. Uh, who, yes. Who would wear oh, yeah. that, right, that, right, yeah, that yeah, yellow yeah. Th- uh, mask on their face? So, so I kind of like putting it on and going to the grocery did you, store. Did you I don't look, know why? Did you look for the uh, the, the looking glass? The uh, the uh, no, the reflectatine or whatever yeah, that stuff was yeah, called. Whatever that was. No, I need to get it that. Probably, it probably would have no COVID repelling yeah. ability whatsoever. But it's really most more about not being uh, given the stink eye when you go out and buy. Well, I saw this. So for people who are wearing it, you know, all the time, uh, there are some issues with the mask about eating and drinking. So an Israeli company has created a mechanical face mask. <laughs> That allows the wearer to open and close the mouth in order to eat food without having to remove it. Uh, they're called uh, Avtopus Patents and Inventions. Uh, they say the mask is powered by a hand-controlled lever attached to the mask. Go on. It's right. really stupid All looking. Right. I'm looking at it right now. And it oh, will this, be no, open me- mechanically by hand, remote, or automatically when the fork is coming to the mask. <laughs> This, it looks it's insanely stupid. What did he, he looks like a cartoon character? He, he or looks a no, he looks like a monkey. It, 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 it almost, looks like a Planet of the Apes yes, costume. Yes. You're right. That's it. <laughs> you look like Caesar from Planet of the Apes. That's hilarious. Uh, it, it, you, if you want to look like a complete moron, they uh-huh. do have one though that I, I can see. So at some places, or if you're really 
uh, you're really concerned. So down the middle in front of the mouth, Preston, is a little Velcro strip that you can pull back and put a straw through for your drink. Okay. <laughs> and, all right. So I could see that. This thing makes you look like some sort of bizarre gorilla. Yeah. They have one where you can stick your tongue out oh. through the mask. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, so the company is planning to begin manufacturing these specialty masks in the coming. Oh, months, that's ridiculous! So. And in fact, the control looks like like a uh, like a handbrake on a bicycle. Now, another thing that is that the, uh, 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 an establishment has that's come ridiculous. up with. Uh, it's not a mask, but it's pretty damn funny. There's a bar in Maryland that has invented a solution. <laughs> Uh, for social distance, and when it when it fully reopens, and essentially, see if you can wrap your mind around this, it's an inner tube, like a big one from from a semi tractor trailer yeah. truck tire, big one, and imagine that on a um, like a senior citizen's walker, okay, on on wheels, yes, mm-hmm. and you get in the middle of it, so like it's and, one of those baby things, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. So it's one of those but baby for, things where you're surrounded by. Uh, but but it teaches with, a baby to walk, and also within the within that uh, <laughs> inner tube, I think is what is like a little table, so you yeah. can set your drink on it. Y- yeah. Yes, you're surrounded by, and you can sit. I believe there's a seat that you can rest oh, back yeah, on. Yeah, there's a little like a tea bar type of thing yeah. you can sit on. Look at that. So That's hilarious. It's it's hilarious, and the one that I think is is I would do this over the one I saw out of Germany, which are hats with pool noodles attached yeah. to them in four different directions. That's a little goofy. This is pretty funny. Now, it would, I, that to me, in a not that you could get crowded, but at a bar situation where you could have your own personal, yeah, your own table. Press is that from, you, everyone looks like a blackjack dealer. Is yeah, that, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> is that from Secrets in Ocean City, Maryland? It is. Let me see here. Fishtails in Fish Ocean Tales? City. Yeah. Okay. Does it look like it? Looking at this photo. It, uh, it does, doesn't it, Case, a yes, little bit? Yeah, so there's a, uh, there are, I guess, a couple of bars in Ocean City, Maryland, that you can go in the water and stuff, yeah. um, and Secrets is one of them. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't sure. that Because it was an inner tube, I wasn't sure if you could actually go in the water with those as well. Anything that gets people, that, mm-hmm. that allows safe, you know, safe business and makes people feel comfortable to go back and start attending and, and getting everything back and running... And this is just goofy and fun enough yep. where I think people would say, "Yeah, let's give it a try." I kind of I like that about it. It's 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 funny. Yeah. Um, uh, but they said the tables will be available to customers whenever we are allowed to serve. Let me ask you on on that vein. It's, and it's not like this, but I it, you'll see them occasionally, like on TikTok, they'll show videos. Have you seen those restaurants where they are? So it's it's a a table essentially with the benches are welded, and there's like a, like a, a cage. And it's attached to a uh, like a hot air balloon, and the entire basically the restaurant lifts up. There's like a a, no. a guy working the grill in the middle of it. Oh my god! And it goes up like like 500 feet, uh, and you are you're basically are you tethered or in you're one tethered? Spot? Okay, but you're sitting around this floating oh my god table with the guy, the chef in the middle, cooking your meal while you're up. Where did you see this? The one that I saw appeared to be in a place uh, like a resort in Africa, but there there are a couple of them. And, and if uh, Connor, if you can look for it, it's basically a float. And the guy's in the middle. There's like uh, there are two people actually. I love it. And there's the the bar equipment and the food, and they're and people are eating, and behind them is nothing. The sky and down five like. They're way up. I mean, you you have there's got there are a lot of like safety things you got to put in. You know, you have to be strapped in, but also like your 
your cups, your plates, your silverware, like all of that. If stuff. you drop a fork, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, you kill somebody. <laughs> right. Yes, but they're not they're not doing it like over residential streets. But they're like you know, it's from what I saw, it appeared you to be shouldn't be able to walk anywhere underneath. That. Right. Well, wait a second. You said so. It's a cage, right? So with a it's solid open. floor, I would imagine. Mm, well, at some where or, the people are, you, are, or are you strapped to your seat? You're you're in your seat. Oh, okay. So you're strapped to your seat. The the people in the uh, the chef and the the bartender appear to be on some sort of solid. Okay. Uh, uh, this foot. sounds horrifying. I think I would <laughs> I wouldn't be able to eat. I'd be so scared. I mean, Kathy, if you have any problem with vertigo, obviously this is not for you or any kind of thing like that. But for the people who were and, and the couple of videos and pictures that I've seen. People seem to be loving it. So my wife got I don't me, know if any pictures are popping up. But. And I don't know if we're going to be able to use it this year, but uh, breakfast on the Ferris wheel at Maury's Pier. And it's, I mean, it's sort of similar. You're you're up in the sky and you're you're eating your breakfast, but it, it's not. That sounds fun. Quite like this, yeah. Yeah. All right. So it's Steve. We're looking this at a picture. Sort, this sort it? of it. Yeah. Um, the, the, the one that I saw, the people were all. So you're seeing the chefs in the middle. And the, the one that I saw, there were seats all the way around, and people were sitting almost the way you would sit in an amusement park ride. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting at your seat, buckled in. And um, uh, no, they, no, these we're are looking at pictures. It yes. looks like a regular hot air balloon, basket, <laughs> right, 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 a little larger one, right. And, and uh, but it's and that, that's the whole the whole thing. It's it's. By pr- the way, speaking of uh, of balloons. Um, the, the the zoo balloon isn't around anymore, is it? Has no. that been gone for a while? No, like years. Fact, yeah. yeah. Oh, the zoo balloon's still there. No, I don't think so. Pat. I haven't seen it in ages. Hold on, I'm looking this up. Yeah, yeah look, look it up because I haven't. I used to notice to it honest, all the time. I, now I don't get I into the city. There for I think one. they have a ropes course there now. I don't get into the city too often anymore. Marissa, you would know. You could at least see that from where you live, right? When's the last time you saw the zoo balloon? I haven't noticed in a while, <laughs> but I drive by it every single day, so I'm guessing it's probably been gone for a few years because yeah. there's usually a traffic. Um, there's usually like a holdup right when it's in the air. Right. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it went away in 2014. <laughs> yeah. Six years ago. Just a few years ago. Yeah, you ever notice? Like, yes, it's still there. Our new, our newswoman. Uh-huh. Oh no, it's still there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was, I was at the Spectrum the other night and I noticed it. <laughs> Wait, you yes, blame- the six ABC said goodbye to the zoo balloon in 2014. Blame it on the pandemic, Kathy, yeah, because yeah. all, all yeah. of our you know uh, uh, <laughs> our, our senses are warped right now. By the way, with uh, with people not realizing what day it is, mm-hmm. uh, apparently the pandemic will change our relationship to time forever. Uh, this is according uh, to a uh, University of Houston psychology professor, Melanie Rudd. She said uh, explains a bit of a disconnect, saying that. We've got this objective time construct measured by clocks and calendars, but that doesn't tell the whole story. We all get 24 hours in a day, 365 days a year, but we all experience the same amount of time very differently. Another expert says, uh, we're not used to this type of uncertainty. Our lives are much more structured and scheduled than we tend to realize. But now we don't know when quarantine will end. We can't plan for the future. Uh, So we're suspended like we're frozen in midair. Uh, the pandemic, like that restaurant, halted work, and uh, what that floats on the oh, in midair. Yes, yeah, you're yeah. right. Uh, so it stopped all kinds of stuff, and and uh, you know a lot of things around can- uh, summertime have been canceled. The lack of those events makes it more difficult for our brains to actually keep track of time because we're so used to having schedules, if you will. My sh- uh, my schedule has pretty much it's it, it, save for the fact that I'm not checking the calendar the way I used to. So um, so. Yeah. 
I haven't been losing track of days. No, we, I have. Yeah. Still going Our to times all seem yeah. it still seems the same. The one thing, the glaring difference, though, again, is the amount of time I would be checking my calendar and making calendar entries. Yes, that has that's all but gone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in fact, Rochelle, there was a thing we had just a couple days ago. She's like, it's on, it's on our calendar. I'm like, I don't look at that. What's that? Anymore. I don't. What's it? What's a calendar? I haven't looked at a calendar in a long time. <laughs> uh, so it says that though the pandemic warp won't last forever, the cognitive effects of its in- interruption, uh, could stay with humans for a long time. Rudd says that we are living through an event like 9-11 or John F. Kennedy's assassination. And it will leave a permanent mark and change the way that we see the era that we live in. Um, my the week for me is perceived as uh, like a roller coaster with a little bit up Monday, Tuesday, and yeah. weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday weekend. Yeah, you know, and it, it's uh, that that has been my mindset. I, I find like I, um, in that way. Uh, you know, you're, you're carrying a little bit of uh, the uncertainty is the radical element here is the element that's causing my time blur. But otherwise, it's fairly similar to what it was before. Yeah, so it's, it's uh, a holiday weekend coming up. And I was wondering if, um, you know, because so many people have been working from home and obviously kids aren't going to school, if holiday weekends like the one that's coming up will just be extended. Will you start it during the day on Thursday because you don't have to be anywhere. Like, you can work from home. Kids can do school from home. Will it go through Tuesday or Wednesday of next week, especially if people are thinking about going down the shore or something like that? You know, statistically, there there are still so many people who are just going to, to work. There's, I mean, the, the, mm-hmm. the vast majority are doing that. There, There's a lot of people, obviously, who are working from home more than there was before. But that's a good question. I, I, I'm trying to encourage people to, whatever your situation is, and some people are in some desperate situations with being out of work and not knowing where things are going or whatever the deal is, to try to embrace this as a regular Memorial Day weekend and, and give yourself the permission to to enjoy it. And if that means, you know, you, you give yourself the perception of, I'm, I'm ditching out of work early on Thursday yeah, or whatever, yeah. and, and enjoying it for that, I think it, I think you, I think you need to give yourself permission to do that. Yep. Uh, a quick follow-up here. Uh, apparently, the zoo balloon. Oh yes, is it there? Uh, was replaced. No, it was replaced oh. in 2019. It was they they stopped it in 2014, but they brought it back because people got upset about it, and then they eventually replaced it in 2019. What so is it, it now? It came and went. It's it's a ropes right. course. It's yeah, a pot. It's a potted plant. Yes. yes. <laughs> and then Casey, this text says, did Casey just try to slip in? What's a Henway joke again? I did not. Okay. All right. No. Then somebody must have uh, misheard something. No. Like come on. That's. I, I was working on a hip and a mate. <laughs> What's a happening, mate? A hip and a mate? Yeah. yeah. What's a hip and a mate? <laughs> yeah, it's really. That, that one's tough. It's, you got to. It has to be asked just right. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so dumb, it's right? So it is so dumb. You are so dumb. Yeah. All right. <laughs> By the way, see Casey's latest viral video. It's him. Dancing in glow in the dark shoes, dude, with no shirt on, with no it's shirt amazing. on, it's, and it's amazing. It's so amazing. <laughs> Kathy loves it. Kath, I am like so bummed what? that the fish uh, concerts have been canceled this summer oh. because I bought those shoes for fish concerts and Eagles game, Eagles night games. But uh, yeah, look. he's working his TikTok. He's really trying to get his TikTok game going. So if you could follow Casey on TikTok, that'd yeah. be really cool. Well, that's why he ruined Mother's Day because he was so concerned with the shoes in the video. I did not. I bought those well before. They, it was, they arrived like the Thursday before Mother's Day. I, shh. 
And I said, is that for your wife? And he was like, no, it's for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, my wife actually loved the video. She was uh, texting me about it last it's night. It's a late yeah, gift good. for Mother's Day. <laughs> it was, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, she's like, I Happy should be Mother's your Day. social media manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, right. But I bought those shoes on Amazon. They're fiber optic shoes. They were only forty nine ninety nine. They did come from China. Uh, so I definitely uh, disinfected them and all that sort of stuff. But, I mean, I ordered them on like a Monday and they came They're on cool. a Thursday. Yeah. By the way, on the FaceTime, doesn't Kathy with her hair like this look like Rashida Jones? <laughs> yes. A little okay, bit. Okay, thank you. Yeah. I, I was like, what is this that, look that she's I just for? pulled o- over my hair to see what it looked like if I had bangs, but I look a little like Hitler you look like or Rashida, Rashida Jones. Jones. Yeah. Hitler or Rashida Jones. A lot of people <laughs> go up to Rashida uh, Jones and will say, Mr. Hitler, may I have an <laughs> autograph? <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, I want to take a break because we've got a few things to do before we get out of here. One of them is a bizarre file, so we will have that on the way when we get back. So make sure you stay with us. We'll be back momentarily. It's a tumultuous time, yet essential employees go to work day and night to make our lives better, including the healthcare pros, delivery and SEPTA drivers, grocery, pharmacy, sanitation, and janitorial workers. And we thank our police, EMTs, and firefighters. WMMR is here for you, too. Friendly, familiar voices playing everything that rocks. Live, local hosts around the clock. So whenever you need a break from cable news for taking a walk or just getting outside or just to keep your workday moving we are here for you on your radio smart speaker and the mmr app where you won't find us is on your credit card bill we're in this together and we wouldn't have it any other way 93.3 wmmr putting philly first i'm only doing this for casey because he likes uh, dad jokes yes. yeah and somebody had text him one over okay yeah. All right, right. you're ready. So you can pull this one off for the kids. Maybe they'll understand it. Maybe they won't. What's the difference between people from Dubai and Abu Dhabi? Oh, Kathy, do you know this one? I I heard it. Okay. Okay. People from Dubai and Abu Dhabi. What is it? People from Dubai don't like the Flintstones. People from Abu Dhabi do. (laughs) (laughs) A plus on the delivery. That one I did kind of like, actually. I should have said Abu Dhabi do. I should have done it a little bit more like that, but I didn't want to mess up the words. Also works with Scooby-Doo as well. Uh, It's true, man. Yeah. Scooby Dooby Doo, yeah, I guess yeah, so. Right? Yeah. Uh that's uh, amazing. You're gonna hang on to that one. Well, I don't. My kids don't know the Flintstones. That's why I was curious. So. Yeah. So change it into Scooby. Punish them. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. Or yeah, yeah but beat them. You yeah. don't know the Flintstones? Mm-hmm. Give me my belt. Well, uh, Me TV has the Flintstones on every what? Every weekday. At yeah, they go actually from the Flintstones into the Honeymooners. Okay. And I was never that much of a Honeymooners fan. Um, I did kind of like the uh, Flintstones. They were both abusive husbands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Fred was mainly emotional abuse. Yes, abuse. whereas uh, uh, Jackie Gleason would routinely beat Alice. Yes. He would threaten to beat yeah. her, that's for sure. Throw off the roof. Mm-hmm. And there was the time that he smashed her head in the car door. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> to the moon was meant he was going to... I know sometimes I'd beat you to, to a pulp, but I love you. To... Oh, <laughs> the crowd loves it. <laughs> oh. Oh. Car- I didn't know the car door episode, yeah. though. Wow. Okay. <gasps> okay. I promise I'm going to try to reduce the beatings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to me, it always seemed like that, and it always seemed uh, they were just uh, it was just horrible, mm-hmm. and a horrible <laughs> existence. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love Jackie Gleason, but come on. 
On Mother's Day, as a joke, I got um, a, it's, it's like an uh, extract from a 1950s home economics book. Oh, no. And it's tips to look after your husband. Oh, yeah. And it's like, it's, they have to have dinner ready. You have to prepare yourself. So they suggested that you take 15 minutes before your husband gets home to sit so that you look refreshed and no. you don't look stressed out. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Quiet the kids down before dad returns home. Make sure that there's no clutter in the house. You have to minimize noise when he he walks walks through the door because you have to understand that he went through a hard work day and right. you don't actually know what he went through yeah. so that when, when they come home, make sure uh, you're ready to go. The kids are quiet. Uh, it says, make him comfortable. Make sure you have a comfortable chair ready for him. I no, said, you, you forgot, I would have never made it in the fifties. You forgot the <laughs> other advice is you put a pillow down next to his seat. So you have some place to kneel when you give him his Hummer. <laughs> I mean, oh my God. Pretty much. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> that's pretty much what it's I mean, said. that's, yeah, but yeah, it's of a different time. But uh, yeah, the, the honeymooners to me, even for years, just always seem like, man, this is all, this is a horror. He's always threatening to beat her. Always. Yep. And yep. did they have kids? No. No, they didn't. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Jesus, man. They had yeah. one, but, he, but uh, Ralph strangled it. <laughs> right. <Okay. laughs> I don't even know what sex it was. Remember when I killed the baby? <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. I was having a bad day on the bus. Was she wow. not allowed to work or something? Or uh, no, she was, a, uh, she was a neuroscientist. Oh, oh I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> With the smart things and the numbers. <laughs> little details left out. Of genomes, genomes. We always bring that up. All right. Uh, I got some bizarre file stories, so why don't we go? Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you by Sequoia Outback. Whether you're looking to build a new deck or freshen up the patio with new furniture, Sequoia Outback has everything you need to create your backyard oasis. Mm. Route 309 in Hatfield or online at decksupplies.com. A recent flyover by the Navy Blue Angels in the Detroit area drew controversy after a rogue drone operator used his device to get some pretty awesome footage, but endangered the world's most prolific aerobatic team in the process. Yeah. (laughs) Did you see the video? No. It is awesome. Yeah, but. But. It could have killed these guys Jesus. in the sky. So what, what, what is it? What is it? Look, what is the angle you get? I mean, right up next to them. So it's just, the, the, the drone is just hovering and yeah. they fly by in formation and they come really close to it. <sighs> See if you can find that footage, Marissa, because it's impressive. But the drone footage surfaced earlier this month via a social media account named uh, Geolucia, complete with the cliched Danger Zone music in yeah. the background. In addition to beating the Top Gun horse to death, the drone operator came dangerously close to the wingtip of one of the FA-18s, which could have resulted in a catastrophe for the entire flight team. The video was re-uploaded to YouTube and is in clear violation of the FAA's mandate to not operate your drone in a careless or reckless manner. Uh, The Blue Angels are reportedly aware of the incident. We're watching uh, video footage here in the studio now. I want you guys to see this. Look at this. Never seen anything quite like that. That's crazy. One unnamed individual who may be responsible for the drone footage has made several no-no flights in the past, including flying over Detroit at night. So this guy does this type of thing. So, like, my drone would not, if if you're in an area that's not cleared, it won't take off. Mm -hmm. Like, if, if if there's a restriction, it actually will not take off. Like, on the grounds of an airport, it won't take off. Is that because it's registered and all that? Can yeah, you? The can software you... is designed to not allow it because it's using the GPS locators. All right, maybe there's yeah. a way to bypass that then. Probably. Or they, these flights were just 
It was not, known that they they, they right. weren't flying overnight no fly zones. They were flying in public areas. So mm. who knows, man? All right, there's a story out of Nashville, man. This is messed up. A couple were in critical care after a man attacked them with a machete because he said he was angry about shutdowns that were taking place during the coronavirus pandemic. Well, you know, to his defense, he works at a machete factory. Uh, Kelvin D. Edwards attacked Kevin Kraft and his wife, Leanne Kraft, on Sunday afternoon in a public storage. Uh, Edwards took the machete from his bin at the storage facility and continued striking the couple even after they were bleeding on the floor. Jesus. I mean, this dude hacked them up. Uh, The victims were transported to a hospital after officers who responded to the scene used multiple tourniquets to control their bleeding. The freaking machete. Uh, Police. Freaking machete. (laughs) Freaking machete. Uh, duh. Uh, police Never said, just a guy who has a machete bin. They said uh, they found Edwards. <laughs> Freaking machete. Uh, with his hands raised in surrender on the streets outside the facility three minutes after they got a 911 call about the attack. Investigators said Edwards, who is homeless, <coughs> told him he attacked the couple to demonstrate his anger about the coronavirus shutdowns and his inability to get into rescue mission and organization that serves homeless people. Okay. And it was radical. Radical machete guy. Uh, police said Edwards uh, has been in Nashville since 2016 and he has prior vandalism convictions. Shut up. Homeless uh, machete guy, right? He was right, a, bro? He was arrested and charged with two counts of attempted murder for the attack. Wow. That's, Are there people who... Um, that's brutal. Yeah, sometimes you hear about people who have done... Um, and it's... I, I, I don't know how they control it but uh, on, a, on a side note they'll get these storage facilities and use them as apartments and, and live in them yeah yeah, yeah it's kind of weird oh no, like that. a oh really crazy yeah yeah i've seen people live in the back of u-haul vans right that, that are abandoned or, yeah. or they they yeah they find a way to to set up residence in them yeah storage is cheaper rent yeah and right. it's climate controlled and all that some are some, some. aren't but you get like a I don't know, but there, there are people who do it. I mean, if you were to... Freaking crazy. How much does that cost a month? Uh, probably like, a, for a decent size, about uh, <laughs> 200, 250 bucks. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Something like that. It's freaking cheap. Anyway, may yeah. I continue? <laughs> no, yeah. no, I was just saying, like, if you did that in, like, a gym membership, you could shower at the gym, you know? Honestly, yeah. there, there are ways <laughs> to save, and it yeah. all just involves living in a storage facility. All right, a Florida woman set fire to a converted woodshed that another woman was living in following an argument over a missing towel. Was it her she shed? Robin (laughs) Hamilton was arrested shortly after Saturday's fire between a Hawthorne trailer, behind a Hawthorne trailer home. A woman told deputies that she was renting her shed from Hamilton and living there with her two dogs. There you go. The woman said Hamilton had been drunk. And threatened to burn her out because of a missing towel that That's had ridiculous that had been sentimental value. It had sentimental value to Hamilton. Uh, it was her favorite towel. It's my uh, favorite towel. About twenty minutes after the fight, the tenant said that she smelled something burning and then saw smoke. Uh, Freaking smoke coming out of my towel shed. The woman said she got out of the shed, but her puppy fled under the furniture and died in the fire. Oh. Hamilton told detectives she didn't know how the fire started. A neighbor surveillance video showed... Her 3D printer overloaded. Uh, showed Hamilton... <laughs> crouching next to the shed several times just before the building caught fire. Uh, Hamilton faces charges of attempted murder, arson, and animal cruelty as well. Oh, what yeah, a world. It is a world. Yep, yeah. and there you go. We're going to wrap it up. That is what we have in the Bizarre File this morning. 
Let's take a break. We'll come back in a moment, and I'll reveal some stories uh, from Music News, and we'll also have uh, Trash, and we'll uh, see if you've been paying attention with the lesson question. We'll be back shortly. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Steven Singer Jewelers is now offering financing online with interest-free options available for a limited time. Get pre-qualified in seconds. Learn more at IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. As we are moving right along. We've moved so far along that it's uh, already time for... Uh, the lesson question, which I, like a dumbass, didn't get ready. Listen, I was looking at movie bloopers. <laughs> you could call that show prep, couldn't yeah. you? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. if you could relay at some point, if we do a segment on movie bloopers, mm-hmm. you'll be prepared. There was a scene in uh, in uh, Lord of the Rings where Ian McKellen is wearing a watch, and you can clearly see it. By my Seiko, yes, <laughs> it's right. 10 right. We can storm the mountain in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. <laughs> Like, let me get this. This might be important. Yes, Lonnie, how are you? <laughs> oh, he had his cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we're busy now. We're dealing with Soren. Soren. I'll get back to you. <laughs> well, I mean, it makes sense, right? Like, yeah, yeah. if there was that... anybody in that whole universe that could have a watch, right. it would be him. It's, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was another one in uh, in uh, Gladiator where at the back of one of the chariots you could see a gas can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, can't get this goddamn thing to turn over. The more recent ones were, you know, I mean, obviously it was uh, the uh, the coffee cup in Lord of the Rings, but uh, not Game Lord of the Rings, Rings Game of Thrones. Yeah, but these things have happened for a long time. That's what continuity directors for and are for, and then, then the set people are supposed to pick up on those things. But if you're around a set. It, it happens all the time. It's, yeah. it's, for example, when you lose things that are right in front of your face, yeah. you know, and, and that's part of the deal. So that's how those things slip through. You wonder yep. if some of them are done on purpose. Like, uh, you know, I always remember in Pee-wee's Big Adventure when he's locking his bike up in the beginning of the movie, he's taking this chain out of, like, the saddlebag of his bike. Right. But you could see the chain being fed from the bottom of the saddlebag. You, could see, you know, and I'm like... You know, you couldn't crop that out of the shot, or maybe well, that's part of the joke. If you watch the original Bad News Bears with Walter Matthau, yeah. the boom microphone is almost in every shot. Stop it, it. is it really? yeah, but it doesn't matter, you know. Yeah. So you think the watch on Ian McKellen was on purpose? No, 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 no. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's an ad for Seiko. Right. Mm-hmm. Do me a favor. Get my Audi's out there in the mall. Can you bring it around? Yeah. <laughs> it's a black Audi. <laughs> Rochelle is the best at picking up continuity stuff. She's like her eyes are trained for it, and she always mentions stuff. I don't. So there's some people lock on it and feel like they've been yeah. betrayed by the filmmakers. I'm like, just lose yourself in oh, the movie. Yeah, she doesn't. It, yeah. She doesn't get pissed about it, but yeah. she's just like, I saw that. See, yeah, <laughs> got I can it. spot. I can spot a few. Somebody like on, on the, this this spaceship floating around Saturn, they got something wrong. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, like, the whole thing's wrong. It, it doesn't exist. I sometimes I'm a little bit skeptical about things like the the Starbucks. Really? Yeah. Go figure. No kidding. No. So like the Starbucks cup, I was like, mm, maybe they paid for that. You know, maybe they paid for that, knowing that it would get caught, and that Starbucks get, then gets all this quote unquote free advertising. It's not. It's not unconceivable. However, or inconceivable. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. It's totally not unconceivable. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally unconceivable. <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, less in Oh, I didn't even get those. I came over here. I was killing time talking you were about watching movie bloopers. I didn't even look. At the lesson question. Wait, could someone take my laptop? We're going to fight the trees now. All right. <laughs> We're going to do today's lesson question. We're going to give away a digital download of Shameless, the complete 10th season. And in one particularly harsh episode of The Honeymooners, Ralph slammed Alice's head into what? 215-263-WMMR. In one particularly harsh episode of The Honeymooners, Ralph slammed Alice's head in a What? 215-263-WMMR. That was just a few minutes ago. Sometimes yep. we give you one from a little while ago. Other times we go early, early back in the show. Let's see if you were listening a few minutes ago. 215-263-WMMR. We're going to do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's see what we got this morning, Steve. What's up in the trash? Well, Kim Kardashian already announcing an adjustment to her Skims Corona face mask line, which targets the well-to-do Calabasas set. Each of the masks will now sport the words, You can't see it, but I spent $15,000 on lip filler. <laughs> <laughs> Harrison Ford seen walking with his face mask halfway up exposing his mouth and nose long after finishing a cup of coffee. Ford was heard muttering, I can fly planes. <laughs> oh, my God. And finally, David Arquette will reprise his role of Sheriff Dewey Riley in the fifth installment of the Scream franchise. Arquette says the character of Dewey allows him to flex that acting muscle that controls drooling. <laughs> <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash. All right, uh, let's see if somebody knows the answer to this in a particularly harsh episode of The Honeymooners. Ralph uh, slammed Alice's head in a what? I'm going to go to Kevin. Hey, Kevin. Hi, how's it going? Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Kevin. All right, what did uh, Ralph slam Alice's head in? A car door. You got it, man. One moment, Kevin. You just won, and we are going to give you a digital download of Shameless, the complete synth season. The Gallagher family returns with as much dysfunction and insanity as ever in Shameless, the complete tenth season. Available now on digital and DVD. Let's get into music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah. All right, we'll begin with Soundgarden's uh, Matt Cameron. Uh, he has teamed up with Pretty Reckless singer Taylor Momsen, and they recorded a cover version of Soundgarden's song, Halfway There. They recorded it at a studio in the Shire. That's right. <laughs> the song, uh, which is from Soundgarden's 2000... Take that one more time. Uh, 2012's King Animal album... Uh, was recorded as a tribute to uh, Chris Cornell with uh, Monday marking the third anniversary of his death. I did not know that. Was Monday? Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, The accompanying video, shot in quarantine, features Cameron on guitar and Momsen on vocals. So he's not playing drums this time around. Uh, Pretty Reckless opened for Soundgarden Detroit May 17th, 2017, just hours before Cornell apparently committed suicide. By hanging in his hotel room. I remember how destroyed she was oh at God. the uh, at the barbecue. I mean, she still performed, and she did a great job. It was but... like two days later. Yeah, yeah. and I, I I just have this image of her coming back. She was about to cry, and Jackson was there, and she just hugged Jackson. And it was... yeah, he was holding on to her while yeah, she was crying. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Um, and they didn't want to really talk, and, and no, she yeah, was yeah. really really emotional. I didn't know she had 
uh, connected so closely with him uh, before that had happened. So and so they, she did uh, what, like a stone at yeah. the very end of her set. Yep. Yeah. There's no way she could have done that anywhere in the beginning or the middle of her set because no. it just because it wrecked her. Yeah. 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 Pierre did like a, an hour long workforce block yesterday at Chris Cornell stuff, and it was everything from solo to audio slate to Soundgarden, and it just it was great. It was fantastic music, but it was also really bittersweet to listen to. God, I was listening to Cochise yesterday. I forgot oh. how great of a song that is. Yeah. That band was so fantastic. Wow. Uh, Tool guitarist Adam Jones has shared a one minute clip of an early version of Descending, a song from the band's latest album, Fear Inoculum. Jones posted the clip on Instagram, uh, writing in part, early comp of what is now descending. Writing music, uh, Justin and I normally bring in potential riffs and demos. Then the three of us tear them apart like wolves while Danny stirs it up. We jammed it in a we jammed it a long time trying to find other cool working parts. Uh, Jones has posted other song tutorials online <clears throat> during the COVID-19 uh, lockdown since Tool's spring tour was postponed. He recently COVID-19! Shared, shared a clip of the song uh, Neuma. Also, Neuma. I guess that's how you pronounce that. P-N-E-U-M-A. Neuma. Well, as in pneumonia? Yeah, well, I guess so. <laughs> and uh, it's also from Fear Inoculum, which offered a look into his tuning and creative process. Hey, yeah. you're putting videos out. Would you ever do a little tutorial video or a starting? Yeah, you like not. teaching people. No, I'm not a good teacher. <laughs> I'm not even a good drummer. Uh, last month, uh, drummer Danny Carey revealed that he hopes to get together soon with Jones and Chancellor to begin working on music for a new EP. Uh, the second season of The Umbrella Academy, the Netflix series based on the award-winning comic book by My Chemical Romance, sing- uh, romance singer Gerard Way, Will premiere on July 31st. We mentioned this earlier this morning. The new season will consist of 10 new episodes, uh, with much of the first season's cast expected to come back. Uh, Way and illustrator Gabriel Ba are executive producers on the show, which follows an adoptive family of superheroes trying to save the world from an imminent apocalypse. So we will see in July 31st when that's coming out. Awesome. <laughs> and then finally, Iron Maiden. This is terrible news. Iron Maiden singer Bruce Dickinson's estranged second wife, Patty Bowden, has died. Uh, She was found dead by two ambulance crews on Monday morning at the home she and Bruce once shared in Chiswick, West London. Dickinson said in a statement, this is a terrible tragedy, which appears to be a tragic accident. We won't be making any further comment at this hugely difficult and painful time for our family. Uh, They were married in 1990. After two years of dating, and they share three children, 29-year-old Austin, 28-year-old Kia, and 27-year-old Griffin. Uh, The couple quietly split in 2018, but announced their separation this past November. So I have no idea what the accident was. I don't know if it was an overdose or Mm. anything along those lines. But uh, that's that's horrific. Sad news for Bruce. And that's what I have for you in today's music news. we got one last break to take, so we're going to do that. Come back in a second. We'll get the letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize. If you don't know what it is, I'll tell you about it when we get back. Stay with us. Returning shortly. Everything that rocks includes cool MMR swag you can wear. Available now in the MMR Rock Shop, like T-shirts, hoodies, and tank tops. With designs from retro MMR logos to the latest from the Preston and Steve Show branded hats and tops. For guys and gals, we've even got your little ones covered with an array of bibs, onesies, and toddler tees. Plus coffee mugs and much more. All with the MMR attitude. 
you expect. Search the word shop at WMMR.com and get shopping. Stuff for you, gifts for them. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your wardrobe. What, what is the noise? Did you hear that noise again? Yeah. I did, yeah. Nick, are you uh, plugging I, and unplugging something? No. I, all I'm doing is taking the headphones off the microphone stand oh. and putting them on my head. Oh. I don't know where. I'm, I've that, been that's looking what it, that's for what the source is. of the sound okay. all morning. It's, it's the microphone stand. It's so sensitive. I learned that early on um, <laughs> that you can't touch it or move it. So I leave my microphone on the stand. And uh, don't touch it throughout the entire morning. Like sometimes when we're uh, live broadcast, we'll take it on and off the stand. Right. Mm-hmm. I just leave it on the stand. Don't touch it. And I had to stop putting my uh, headphones on it, Nick. Okay. Well, Try- I used to have a, a mute button with my old setup. And then I got the new setup yesterday and, and been testing it out this morning. And I think it sounds overall, it sounds better, but it is much more sensitive. And so I apologize if it's coming through. No, on your it's end, all good. Guys. We got to figure these things out as we go along. So I'm just glad we're, uh, we're straightening it out. Touch the mic if you could right now, Nick. Go ahead. <laughs> you hear that? I hear that. Yeah. <laughs> that was pinky finger. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Sensitive. Yeah, very sensitive. Very, very sensitive. sensitive. Well, all right. Well, uh, I would like to thank our lone guest today, Justin Willis. Magic for Humans Season 3 is available on Netflix now. Very entertaining program. He's a super nice guy. Uh, yeah, and the stuff is really cool. I don't know if this is for, uh, the... There was a coming attraction, and I don't know if it was from the season that is that he is touting or if it's already been done, but he's using a high-pressure washer at a car yeah, wash. that's the new one. That's the new one. Yeah. And he points it down, and it <laughs> appears to lift him off the ground. Yeah. But the illusion looks really good. Yeah, I got to see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I've always wanted to try it. Uh, to try to lift off the ground <laughs> with, with a fire, fire washer? washer. To yeah. see if you could do that. No, the power washer. Well, yep. they have those things that you can do uh, down in uh, Stone Harbor in the in the bay there. I want the jetpack too. Yeah. The water jetpack. Mm-hmm. There's one that is. Yeah, you got to try it <laughs> sometime. They do have that there, Kath? Yeah, they do, Kathy. Uh, I saw Jen Fredericks on. I want to try it, and then Steve, you made that joke with. Uh, Steve, yeah, they also they also have more you can wear them on your feet. Yes, yeah, yes, insane. And then on your on your wrist, it's like Iron Man. Yeah, because on on oh. your hands, I think are, are the the things that you know make you go from side to side. Yeah, and so I've on. seen so. Wow, there's one again. I'm seeing all this stuff, and I don't have any um, information. But it's just I just saw it recently. Apparently, you can get. It's basically you sit in a little cage, Preston, and there are the four blades around you. And these are for sale on, like, those Hamlicker Schlemmer or whatever the uh, the yeah. catalogs are, the higher yeah, I like end. That catalog. And, yeah, and you can, it's basically your own hovercraft, mini helicopter no way. that lifts you up. If you, uh, are again, the blades above you? The blades are out to the side okay. of you. So kind of like a giant drone. That's yeah. it. You're, okay. right, you're riding a large drone. Wow. And it looks cool as hell. How much does it cost? I'm sure it's a lot of money, yeah. especially with the amount that you'll have to pay in the lawsuits from decapitating people. Kathy, what's that uh, that uh, called, that uh, that catalog? Do you know? Hammer Schlammer? Yeah, it's like Hamlicker Schlammer. Hammer yeah. Schlammer? Amateur Ham Slicker. You would think they would go with a better name. Right? With an easier to remember Yeah, Abercrombie and... Abac- was Abercrombie and Fitch used to be a, a more was it, is that just clothing? Those busty Asians, <laughs> busty Asians, yeah, yeah. Before it was man in the boat, Fitch. Uh, yeah, Harry Beaver. I, it's a uh, Hoggerschleimer, or I, I don't know, Farfig Nugent, Farfig Nugent. Yeah, there you go. All right, anyway, um, well, let's see if we can get one of those for yeah, the show. That'd be really, absolutely. really nice. Can't get a, a fire truck. Wait, wait, what? Is this the pick? No, it's no. a little different. Flying hovercraft. <laughs> it, that's it's, ridiculous. It's a plane. <laughs> a flying hovercraft. 
It's a plane. It's a plane you can land on the, on the water. It's yeah. a plane. Yeah. All right. Uh, we need to get our letter of the day, and the man who holds that letter within that steel trap of a mind of his ah. is here to give it to us. I am a trap. You are a trap, sir. Of steel. Are you ready? Yeah. Here we go. Preston and Steve <laughs> on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. A as in arbitrary. All right. A name is another one. Is Pierre Steele. <laughs> We're two letters Pete. in. Call me Pete Steele. We've only got three to go. And we have, from Stateside Vodka, two of their new larger size bottles of vodka. 1.75 liters. One standard size bottle of their just released small batch bourbon and a $100 gift card to their tasting room. Both new items, stateside vodka's special batch of bourbon and new Magnum vodka bottles are available now uh, for guaranteed 24-hour delivery to Philly and the PA suburbs uh, or fast one-hour curbside pickup. You can visit statesidevodka.com to get all of the details. Uh, What's on the show today? Well, it's um, going to be fun. We'll have a, a workforce block of Pete Townsend for his birthday today and a block of the Ramones. It would have been Joey's birthday. And um, there's another block, but we're alter- We're figuring out what it's going to be, so not quite sure yet. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Did you at one time say, uh, did I hear these words come out of your mouth, that you believe the, the Who is the quintessential or the greatest rock band? Something to that effect? You, you, um, you, 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 I don't I, know what it was. What was it? It was that uh, the the quintessential rock song is uh, "Won't Get Fooled Again." Well said, sir. That is, is that correct. It? Okay, that's what I heard. All right. Yeah, I think I think that's like the greatest rock and roll song of all time. Okay. Wow. Um, perhaps. Yeah. No, um, it's definitely up there, man. Um, yeah. It's got everything you want. And may, Bob O'Reilly might be one of the others. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you know, uh, we were uh, smoking something a long time ago. <laughs> And uh, my friend uh, had a um, had headphones, and he put it into his amplifier, and then they had one of these splits. So he was on one couch in his living room. I was on the other couch, and we were both drifting away to Quadrophenia. Oh, boy. And then he, um, he leans up and waves because we were listening on headphones, and I take the headphones off, and he goes, Dude, Pete Townsend. Is the Beethoven of our time. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, dude, dude. so righteous. <laughs> you can finish those chips. <laughs> and um, on we went. Won't Get Fooled Again is a, it's a sonic explosion. Especially for the time it came out and boom, that first note hits and the keyboard comes and then... It just goes through so much of, you know, Roger screams throughout it. It's just fantastic. It's got everything in it. Yeah. And I, I saw them at their peak when all four members were were present, Keith Moon, John Entwistle, uh, Pete, and Roger. And uh, when it would go into the synthesizer part, the lights would go down and these lasers would <laughs> so blast cool. out into the audience. And Pete Townsend, if you're looking at the stage, would be on stage uh, on the right. Uh, Daltrey would be in the center. And Townsend would, um, as as the um, as the synthesizer part would end, Keith would hit that drum roll, and then Daltrey screams. Right at the time Daltrey is screaming, Pete Townsend is running from his side, far right of the stage, and leaps in the air 
and lands on the other side on his knees yeah. at the same time. It, it was stunning. You can see a, a clip of that, if you're curious of what uh, Pierre's talking about, in uh, The Kids Are All Right, yes. the documentary. They, yes. have a, they have a clip of that whole performance uh, with that laser effect, which is so cool. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. But, I mean, uh, you know, it was so primitive. That I, re- I, can, I rem- remember seeing him lean over and press the reel-to-reel tape machines to start the synthesizer sound effect mm. prior to having that on a keyboard now. So, mm. uh, uh, fascinating stuff. Yep, absolutely. All right, well, uh, going to be spending some time with uh, Pete today in the Workforce Block, so make sure you don't miss it. Uh, That's Pete Steele. I want to thank our sponsor today. Our secret agent, Peter Steele. Uh, PLCB. You can talk with your kids. Peter Steele. About alcohol early and often. Go to knowwhennowhow.org. Tomorrow on our show, it's Wednesday. We'll go live on Fox Good Day. We'll have a secret text word, and we're going to talk to baseball writer Todd Zalecki. And get in some other things as well. The select man. So that's it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Breston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. If you hire somebody to come to your house to do something on your lawn or whatever, clean it the f*** up. We're not here to be a cleaning service. We're here to do a job and move the f*** on. Next message. Hey, Memorial Day coming up. Can't wait. Get in the pool, me and the wife in the deep end, and the kids down in the Shiloh end. Next message. A quick message for the man. F*** you. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. White Snake's David Coverdale. Godsmack Sully Erna. Bush's Gavin Rosdale. Just a few of the guests I've had on my podcast this year. I'm Meltdown, and you can check out my Talk and Rock with Meltdown podcast at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts, giving you a backstage look at some of your favorite bands.